What up, everybody? Billy there? Yeah, <laughs> I'm back. We're back. I forgot about that. <laughs> See, we got to use to that now. Welcome to episode well, 77. Jump welcome, everybody. Hell yeah. This, we got a lot of people watching already so far. So shout out to all you people who are waiting in the chat. I know everyone's anxious for our, our super, super special guest today. I'm extremely excited about this. Super excited. If you would have told the young me... <laughs> When I was growing up back in the day, that, yo, 20-something years, you know, be talking to Randy Spicer on a podcast. First of all, I wouldn't know what a podcast is. Yeah, exactly. You'd be like, I, I wouldn't know what, what that is. I'd okay, be like, what? What, that? what is that? But Randy, man, Internet? When he was like the king of the, the king of the groms, the little kids. The like, king of the know? little kids. Yeah, just little yeah. people in general. And that's, that was like most of us at that time. Yeah. That's even... He was older than me at the time, obviously. So it was just like I was super young looking up to him skating. So this yeah. is super exciting. I know a lot of people are hyped. People are already oh, yeah. asking questions before we even started. So we'll open up for questions later. Like we always say, if you, we put the super chats first. So if you, anyone does, anyone is inclined to super chat us, um, your questions will be answered first. But we'll open it up for questions later on. Yes. I just got my um, notification. <laughs> oh, you got your notification? Awesome. Yeah, a little late. Okay. Um, well, you know, we just did an episode on Tuesday, so we went through a lot of the news. We had the we announced the Bladies winners. Congrats to our winners. Yes. So sick. Um, They're hyped I'm, too. Amber yeah, and Paula. It was a great, it was a great contest. So um thank, shout out USD again. That was awesome. Yeah. Hopefully um, we do more of that in the future. Yeah, it'd be really cool. Um, I'm going to do my spiel. I know you got a, a contest to announce or a session to announce, but mm -hmm. I'll do my spiel first. Do it. Um, please, if you don't already, please follow us on all of our social media platforms. Go to our YouTube page, hit the subscribe button, and hit the notification bell. So when we have a, a show, it gives you a little ding, and you know to uh, come and stop what you're doing and watch what we're, we're go we got blah, 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 what we got going on. Stop what you um, Go to Facebook. Give us a like. Go to our, what is this? iTunes. Give us our iTunes. Five-star rating. Give us a review. We appreciate that. We appreciate on our YouTube if you share, if you hit the like button, if you leave a comment. All these interactions help with the algorithm. And we also have a Patreon. Um, we just launched a new series, uh, Rewind. That's going to be on our Patreon exclusively right now, but we're going to no, add the other rewind segments. Isn't. The Rewind isn't. The three-piece. Oh, the Rewind is not. I'm sorry. The, th the three-piece. Three yeah. Right. And we are adding some more segments that are going to be yeah, so you can be a patron for as little as a dollar. It helps us do cool stuff. And we're going to try to keep adding more content and more segments and fun stuff for 2021. So stay tuned on that. Yeah, we're having a lot of fun making content. And it's, uh, we're not putting it all out at once, obviously, but we'll be doing a lot of it. Billy has been working hard on a lot of stuff too with other people out in LA the last few days, a few weeks actually. So we have more stuff coming up. We have a whole plethora of content to put out. So if you are part of our Patreon, you'll see that we've been putting out uh, like one video a week or something like that. So check it out. If you're not, the link is in the description. If you want to be a part of our Patreon community and you could check everything out there. Um, one yeah. thing before we get into our guest this week, uh, I just want to give a quick announcement for anybody who's in the Eastern Pennsylvania area, uh, specifically in Reading, Pennsylvania, check out grinds giving on November 21st at noon. They're going to have a best trick box jam for the top three women and the top three men. Um, if you're in the Reading area, I'm sure it's going to be a real fun time. Good, uh, good excuse for everyone to get together, especially during Thanksgiving time here in the States. So check it out. November 21st at noon, Grindsgiving. Sounds like fun. Box jams are always fun. When are box jams not fun? When have you not had fun know. on a box? Tell me. I'll, I'll wait. 
I don't know, man. When I'm not skating, you got the lean back on that one. Yeah, I was, wait. I was way back. I wait on that. I was way. I was like <laughs> the fadeaway. Uh, yeah, we we had a we had a little box jam in, in Jersey. Well, not we, but there was a box jam in Jersey the uh, week or two ago, and uh, that shit was fun. Like just getting down on a box, man. I it's like how, how does no one not enjoy skating a box? Yeah, so, it's like one of those basic, pure, fun things that that's always going to be fun in skating. Yeah. Yeah. So check it out if you're in the area. Um, All right. Should we carry on with our guests? I think we should just get our guest, and I am super stoked. I think the, so too. I'm ready. The younger version of me right now is is bouncing off the walls. Eee. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that's that on. Yeah. All right. So everybody, without further ado, everybody, welcome Randy Roadhouse Spicer. Oh, you're not dancing. Hello. Oh, welcome, Randy. You promised us a dance. Oh, yeah. I thought I was going to be dancing, but it <laughs> took a while, you know, so I can only dance for so long. Yeah, I can tell you're all sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> for a minute there, I was like, hey, did they freak out about me? And then I thought I closed the Zoom. I was like, freaked out. I was like, where's the, where's the window? Was it that long? No, it was five. Actually, it was exactly five minutes. Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah, we're at 5.30 now, so that was perfect. I just don't like to be alone that long, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I get insecure. I, I would get worried. Bit. It's all quiet. I bought a dog because I couldn't be, you know, by myself for so long. Where's your cat? I never seen your cat. Your cat was always running away. Yeah, she's actually now hiding in the downstairs in the behind this wall is like a little rack where I keep all of my my fishing lures and stuff. And now that's her little spot that she lives because the dog is scary. To her. Oh yeah, because I got the dog. Damn, yeah. I'm jealous. I want a dog. You guys both got dogs. I've been yes. For a while, like six months maybe. Ooh. I'll join you one day with the, in the dog club, the puppy club. It's pretty fun. It's a lot of work, but it's really fun. <laughs> yeah, it's nice to have furry companions around the house. Right. Especially for someone like who doesn't like to be alone and likes love, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. But um, thanks for taking the time to join us. I'm really excited to have you on. Um, yeah, man. Uh, so much to get into and so many years. I actually, I actually kind of like... It's a bit corny, it's a bit cheesy, but I like to start at the beginning. You know, I think everyone who knows you, who is on this watching would know you and anyone who skates has a really good understanding of who you are. But let's bring it back all the way to the beginning. I was watching Mr. Moose Knuckle yesterday. <laughs> I'm talking about those early days. What was it? How did you get on skates? How were you like, this is my thing? And uh, that beginning uh, stage of the entry. I'll start when I was 12 years old. And... Uh, well, I was 11, almost 12, and I was begging my dad for a pair of rollerblades for my birthday, um, and I, I, I like had to get them because I was I was really into BMXing at that time, like doing dirt jumps and you know, stuff like that. And I wanted to get a BMX for my birthday, and then um, I met this kid named Nick Leggett who actually ended up skating for Senate at one oh, point. Oh shit, yeah. Mm -hmm. And he uh, lived in my apartment complex, and he was like, "Oh, dude, you gotta get rollerblades. Don't get a bike, and you know, go to the skate park with us." And at the time, at that time, we lived in Reno Valley. And that's like 1990, it's around 92. And um, there was a skate park out there. And he's like, oh, I'll let you borrow my skates. See if you like them. If you like them, you should get skates for your birthday instead. And I'm like, okay. So I borrowed his skates. You know, and we lived in this apartment complex that had like, you know, stairs and actually had rails and stuff. We couldn't do rails yet. But yeah. we eventually ended up like handing up to these like square rails, that, you know, a little bit fast forward. But um, yeah. I borrowed his skates, loved them. And then begged my dad to get some Zetra 303s for like $80. Um, like a uh, big five and we like hacksawed the brakes off and 
did all that fun stuff, got this piece of metal, bent it, cut, cut holes into it and put skateboard wheels, like forced them into our no frames. Way. <laughs> my frames would flex a little bit, so they're all bowed out and stuff. So that way we could grind like parking blocks, basically. No time. way, you were putting skateboard wheels like in the middle yeah. or at the uh, ends? Like in, in, the, in, in, in the middle, middle. Yeah. okay. Whoa, oh, I never cool. heard that before. Never heard that yeah, before. A long time ago. With that piece of metal, we had to use hacksaw blade. We made grind plates because there were like these H plates that came, like they're basically a shape of the H, right? But uh, yeah, I don't remember what, what skates they're on. Probably like uh, Tarmac C, like CEs or something even. I don't even know if it's around that time. But they had like metal grind plates around, like some like weird looking ones. Everyone was just making them or something. Like this the wrenches, like, right? Yeah. Right around the time the wrenches were probably coming around, I think. Yeah. Which makes sense, I think. I don't know. But yeah, then that's when I just started skating, like at 12 years old, and and uh, I was in track in uh, junior high, and I quit track because I wanted to rollerblade after school instead of and uh, instead of instead of running, you know. Yeah. And I remember I remember being at school one day and like getting called to the, to the principal's office, and I'm like, wait, what? What did I do? I didn't do anything, you know. Like, Randy Spicer, please come to the principal's office. And I get there, and it's my PE teacher, and he's like. Randy, I, you know, I don't know why you quit cross country or track, whatever. Like, I don't know why you quit this. You know, I think you should, I'm like, dude, I want to rollerblade. This is like my thing. This is like so much fun. Yeah. Like so bummed on me that I quit, you know? And I remember like, it's kind of one of those first times you had to tell an, an adult, like, like, this is what I'm doing, you know? And you're like, and it they, felt they, they called you into the principal's office. <laughs> That's serious. Yeah, like, From class. There and he was like, what's up, dude? Like, why are you, why, why don't you want to run anymore? And I was like, cause of rollerblading, <laughs> you know? Wait, so, how old were you at that point? uh i was in sixth grade so like 11 12 so yeah that's that's crazy that i, I wouldn't understand that if it's like someone was in high school and they probably think that they're on drugs or something like that or getting into a bad right. crap but at sixth sure. grade you're not really doing anything bad like what could yeah, you possibly yeah. be doing so yeah skating kind of took over from there and i think uh, at that time eventually uh there was a guy Emmanuel cruz you guys might know that guy. yeah for sure he he was sponsored by kryptonics at the time and he got uh, Nick and I on the team as trendsetters is what we were called. So we could like call Ginger Conrad and I'd be like, what's up? Like, can I get some wheels? And she's like, yeah. So I had like, all these like kryptonic wheels and stuff. That was like my first sponsor for skating. And then eventually, uh, eventually, so I lived in Rio Valley and then my, uh, my dad got jumped in Rio Valley by like some dudes in our uh, apartment complex and I literally lost his eye. He's blind in his left eye. Whoa. And so we had to move out of Rio Valley and moved to Cypress, California. And I just, and my dad went to Los Alamitos High School growing up, but we lived in Cyprus, which is Los Alamitos, like the next city over. So my dad used my grandma's address so I could go to Los Alamitos. And um, there was only one other rollerblader there at Los Alamitos, and it was Brian Kanowski. No so, way. So random, but that's the connection. That's basically like how I got sponsored by Senate because I would skate with him almost like every day. And then and he like, was already sponsored or he, he was the owner of Senate at that time. Oh, okay. So Senate was already a thing at yeah. that time. Okay. And that was kind of like right at the beginning of like Senate, you know, like for the most part. And so then skating with BK every day. And like one day I skated, Mark Heineken actually went to a skate session with us once at like, uh, it was at Cerritos library. And, um, and he's like, this kid's good. Let's sponsor him. And I was like, yeah, let's sponsor me. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sponsor me. Yeah, I like it a lot which is super funny, but what's even crazier too, like, um, I mean, obviously the nickname Roadhouse is, is stuck with me even to this day, you know, and at that school, so when I moved to, um, and when I moved to Cyprus and started going to school, it was during winter time, so Kanowski was going snowboarding, like, every weekend, you know, and that's what, like, Orange County, like, kids would do, I guess, like, um, when it's winter time, and, uh, because I've never been, which is kind of crazy, I think, I've never been snowboarding once or skiing in my life, I, I like, I've still never, 
Yeah, I still never. Yeah, I, I haven't either. I have a reason. I'll, I'll tell you in a second. But um, so at that uh, at Los Alamitos High, uh, there was this guy Justin Reynolds, who's actually my good friend still to this day. Uh, he was uh, a skateboarder, you know, and he hung out in in, in Kanowski's little circle. And I'd go up to talk to uh, Kanowski all the time. And they like, let's skate, let's skate, let's skate. And then one day this dude was like, yo, I'll take you skating since, you know, Kanowski's not taking me skating all the time. So I'd go skating with all these skateboarders. I was the only rollerblader basically, you know? And I was just a fucking super ball bouncing off the walls and stuff. So everyone was yeah. like, fucking crazy, like, wrong, you know, whatever. Yeah. I was making handrails for them. Like, I literally dug this rail out of a playground and like hacksawed it and then used like these fence posts to like hold it up. And I made this rail that was in like, I saw it in so many skateboarding videos. Because this, like this kid was really going, oh, there's a fly in my house and he's trying to get me. Um, <laughs> and, and so uh, this this dude Justin Reynolds basically nicknamed me Roadhouse this day, like skating with everybody. And so that like is where my nickname came from. Uh, and it happens to all be on this connection of like lost out, like moving here and all doing this one thing, you know. And then but why did they give you the nickname? Like what what's the like? Now that I know Reynolds really well. Um, he he just says shit and it sticks. He's just one of those dudes that coins something. It's kind of like how like V. Remember the Samuel? Yeah, you could just yeah. call him V three thousand and everyone calls him V three thousand. He's kind of like one of those guys where he says something and you kind of like, oh, that's just tight. I'm gonna keep it up. So yeah. he called me Roadhouse and then everyone at school would call me Roadhouse. And then I finally went to like a NIS and VK was there and VK's like, oh, everyone at high school calls him Roadhouse and they're like, they literally said everyone called him Roadhouse like uh, over the um, you know over like the PA whatever I don't know, over the mic and Sick. so then. There on, I was just basically Roadhouse, and then when I got my first like uh, picture in Daily Bread, it's all Randy Roadhouse vibes. It just like came over, you know, like it was stuck. That's crazy that Roadhouse doesn't mean anything. <laughs> like there's no <laughs> meaning behind it. <laughs> like really, just Randy Roadhouse. It just like rolled off his tongue and it stuck. That's like the most legendary nickname that has no meaning at all. <laughs> That's super epic. I don't think a lot of people know anything. I never heard anything about why you were called Roadhouse. Usually people have nicknames and you know this stuff, especially when they're in the limelight like you. And I never heard why you were called yeah, that. I'm glad you got into that. Great story or anything, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So like ar story. around that time, like around the time, like say you're getting on Senate, you're starting to get sponsored, you know, Rollerblade, all these things. You were pretty young, like traveling the world, going to like competitions in Lausanne and like all yeah. over the world. Like how old were you during that time? Um, so I got on Senate when I was 15 and a half, like I wasn't 16 yet. I know okay. why half, I know why I was, I know it was like in the middle. Yeah. Um, and, and, uh, um, yeah, so I, I, I'm trying to think now it's, it's so far back, huh? Yeah. Um, I skated for Rosies for a little bit before I skated for Rollerblade. Right. That was right. through Mark Heineken, because Heineken was a Rosies guy, you know? Remember, I don't know if you guys remember those mm -hmm. skates and metal frames and stuff like that, all, all the verse skaters are right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but then I got, I skated like that original Rosies. You were uh, skating the Rosies when you hit the Bercy ledge for the first time, right? Yeah, right. right. Yeah, so that's yeah. still, I was 16 when I went to Bercy. So yeah, I was skating, I didn't skate for Rollblade until 97 and through 97 to almost 2000. And I think that's when I switched to USD for a little bit around that time. Yeah. So yeah, I went to, um, I got to travel. My parents like, like, uh, were just kind of like, let me do what I wanted. Thank goodness. You know, they're just like, hey, that's awesome. Home. And I was just like, okay, I'm out, you know, mm -hmm. but yeah, literally like being 16 flying, I flew, uh, like halfway to Paris by myself. Well, I flew to New York. I think I met up with Jess there somehow. And then we flew the rest of the way. And I think Jess actually got me drunk on the airplane. He's like, go ask for wine. And I was like, okay. And I just went up and like, oh, can I get a bottle of wine? She's like, here you go. And the lady just gave me a bottle of wine. I was like, oh, hell yeah. I just drove away. 
Okay, and I remember no. being on the plane, but like, whoa, this is crazy. I feel crazy. And then I passed out. <laughs> like your first time on a plane was to Europe, pretty much? Uh, not the first. No, because I went to Chicago. I, I skated scrap. I skated uh, that, that um, contest there at the one in Chicago. I don't know. That was a big one back in the day. So I, I skated heard of that. a couple places, yeah. I got to go. I think I did some more stuff locally before I got into Europe. But, but yeah, you guys mentioned the, uh, the Bercy Ledge earlier and that was like a super iconic trick back then was like you royaling the Bercy ledge yeah were you the first person or just one of the first people to hit I, that ledge i don't know if anyone else did it before me i'm pretty Ooh. sure like, i was the first person to do it but uh yeah i went out there i looked at it and i was like man this thing's doable you know and you know you can like kind of hand up i hand up like middle of it i slid it i was like oh i can do this thing you know and then so after um, after like I won the contest, <laughs> uh, Jess and I like snuck out there. It was just basically me and him. I don't think anyone was even skating with me. I was just, just did it by myself. And me and Jess just took the photo. I think I'm pretty sure Jess, yeah, it was Jess took the photo. That is super epic for that time like, because yeah, with those skates to do a ledge like that. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It was just I, mean, I feel like it locked on pretty good as long as you got right on top. You know what I mean? It's one of those yeah. things. Yeah. Like, no, that's a, that's that's a pretty. It's like a deceptive spot. Like it looks like, but it's like when you lock it, it's pretty good. Yes, yeah, like, <clears> but you like, are the first to do it, so it's uh. It's so fine. But um, I'm also uh, pretty curious. Like you know, your so your parents were cool with it. Like, what was it like? You know, you're like 16. You're in high school. So like, all your friends in high school, were like, wait, what? You're getting sent all over the world. It was a point when I think, you know, skating was, on TV more frequently. You'd be in magazines and things like that. Like, what was that like with your peers and people at school? And yeah, it was kind of funny. Like I was saying, when I moved, um, so when I moved from Reno Valley to Cyprus, I kind of like you kind of lose your friends a little bit, you know, because it's like you live an hour and a half away now. So it's like yeah. Um, and then so I went to this new school, and I didn't really have a ton of friends. I just like literally knew BK, and then I just met my buddy Justin Reynolds, and then like there was this one. So the school that I went to was like. It was pretty like hood, I guess you could say. It was like people dressed all like super gangster and shit. So when I rolled to this other school, I was dressed not like anybody at the school. You know, I had like big old baggy pants on, you know. I'm just, like, yeah. like this. And then like literally everyone's wearing like super tight jeans and stuff. And they're like, in your, you were either into surfing, skateboarding, or football. That was it. There was no rollerbladers there. Like it, so I just was just like this kind of like, outcast. And this one like dude that was like way into like the rave scene before like anybody, you know. Mm -hmm. um, he was like, what's up, little dude? You like wear big pants? Like, you're cool. I happen to be in a ceramic. <laughs> and he just happened to be like the most popular guy at the school. So I didn't really make friends with him, but I, oh, I mean, I made friends with him. I didn't make friends with his friends. I made, I just would chill with him and he got like free pizza and shit. I was like, dude, this guy's so tight. Um, he ended up being like, he does like some crazy like clothing companies in like LA now. He's like super like, you know, like socialite kind of guy out there and stuff doing those kind of things. Um, but, uh, oh, so at my school, and I kind of, I would be like cruising around, only like a handful of friends. This is so random. Jody Sweeten went to my school. And Jody Sweeten is from Full House. She was Stephanie, the one in the middle. Oh, oh shit. yeah. Right. So it's, word started going During around. the Full House years? Like, was it during uh, the Full House I, years? I, don't, I feel like it was at the very end of it or something. Now. Wow, that's crazy. Like, that so is she's crazy. She's already well known and famous, yeah. Right, so she was super famous. And everyone was like super rude to her, you know, like, because uh, they were just like, oh, you're famous, give me your autograph, and like doing stupid shit to her like all right. the time. But I, like, I was like super nice to her because she was in like, two of my classes. Yeah. But it started, um, like, people started knowing me as the ESPN guy because I was on ESPN like all the time. <laughs> oh, you're the little bit of ESPN. I was like, what's up? Like, I don't know who you are, but hey. <laughs> just yeah. But I, I actually, 
um, cheated off of her math homework and her um, brother's teddy in the background. Oh, what a puppy. (laughs) (laughs) So I ended up cheating off her like biology work or homework and her (laughs) her math homework like every day. Like I'd like copy it real fast and then turn it in and like I pass those classes. Um, Yo, that's crazy. No way. Yeah, she didn't mind. She like, cheated no. off of Stephanie Tanner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. is so crazy. <laughs> so random. Um, that's but yeah, random. So, and there was just like that kind of stuff. And then I only kind of went to high school for like a, a, a year and a half because I moved in the middle of ninth grade to the new school. So like a half year kind of went by. And then I did the whole year of 10th grade. But then 11th grade, I went to uh, basically like a continuation school, like where bad kids would kind of normally go but that's only because i was started traveling so much that i couldn't actually go to school yeah so I, I would go to this like school once a week and just get my homework and then uh and then like whatever like so i ended up not really going to high school for 11th and 12th grade but i still got a, a normal diploma which is super funny and then since you were talking about mr uh, moose knuckle all right we're yes. back now so i had Corey nelson or no i had um champion bomb Stimler. Um, and uh, Neil Samar uh, lived with me at that time and they went to the same school and so <laughs> we figured out how to like cheat through the school basically this is actually I think Neil showed me this but we always have to correct like our own homework and yeah. what you would do is he'd give you a red big pen to like correct your homework right and all you have to do is just bring your own red big pen and when he would hand you a red big pen you put that one in your pocket pull your red big pen that actually has a black tip on it and you write in all the answers so school but- like school was just like really easy <laughs> oh, no way dang guys cheated the system neil, neil always looked like a like a little genius in disguise like a way to get there maybe it was the glasses you know yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, what, what is neil someone asked about neil what he was up to or, or so or like uh, he passed away oh is that what oh wow really yeah yeah, yeah same uh, Matt Mance, man, too. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to know if you wanted to talk about Matt at all, because I know you and him were like the two little kids growing up at the time. Yeah, yeah, he was my buddy, uh, for sure. Uh, he was also a little prick, but he was my buddy. <laughs> he was just kind of like, was the kind of the kid that like, kind of had to have it always his way kind of thing, you know? And, uh, but yeah, he was my, my friend. We, we, we thought like, people would always like, try to like, you know, make us battle because we were both the same height. Yeah, so, yeah. We had our own skill sets, dude, and we were just kind of different people and stuff. And, yeah, he kind of like he left a lot like in rollerblading like at like at the peak of his career and they like, kind of took off a little bit and made a nice little comeback. I remember mm-hmm. and, like made some sections and stuff. And yeah, kinda, there's like a uh, um, like an ESPN or something like that interview. I think you might both have been in it, and he was like, "Yeah, I think I'm gonna take a break for a little bit," you know. And you guys were like 16 or something like that at the time. <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah, this MTV Sports. Uh, yeah, something like that. And it was that skateboarder dude that was interviewing us. I think yeah. So yeah, when, MTV Sports too. You were pretty young when that happened, right? Yeah, that's uh, '97 too, and '98, I believe, around that time. So yeah, '17, '18. So, yeah, that might must have been a heck of an experience, man. They it was cool. They um they they treated us like we were actually rock stars. They like actually felt great. Like we had uh, all the access to every um uh like backstage thing. I literally sat on the stage while Trap Called Quest played. Like it was like unreal. I wish I smoked weed at that time because um. <laughs> We allowed to talk about this on the show. Sure. Uh, and uh, you're in California, right? right? Yeah, right. Legal. Okay, it's we legal saying. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. Go on. <laughs> you're good. You're good. Uh, but at this time, it was definitely illegal, and it was like in Tennessee. Okay. I think. But uh, what's it called? Oh, is that where it was? It was in Tennessee. Yeah, one of them was, I believe. I don't know if they both were. I think one was in Texas and one was in Tennessee. Does that sound oh, right? Wow. I could be wrong. What? Hmm. Some along those lines. But one of them, uh, Josh Petty, and oh my God, what's his name, dude? I can't think of his name. The Canadian dude that's like. 
John, uh, what is it, John? Tom Bergeron. Bergeron. Yeah, they went and they fucking smoked weed with Red Man and Method Man, dude. I was just like, oh, I don't smoke weed. I'll just let, later, guys. Like, <laughs> I should have just hung out. I don't know. Like, yeah, yeah. I, no, they did not, did they? Yes, dude. Yes, they were just. Those chilling. are the two guys that would pull it off, though, too. Right. Right. Yeah. And it happened. Like, it happened for sure. Because I chilled. We walked all back to the hotel. And then when they went to go, like, smoke, I went to my room. And then my room. I'm like, think back. I was like, man, you don't have to smoke weed to hang out with those guys. You could have just went. <laughs> you know? That's like when you're on a date with a girl and she's like, you want to come upstairs for like a cup of coffee? You're like, nah, I don't drink coffee. And then you walk away, you're like, fuck, that's not what she wanted. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> that's so funny. That's awesome, though, that you got old school guys always have these cool stories about like, uh, like how Scott used to go on like warp tour and stuff. And like, I know John used to do that. And like being with these other celebrities and like Gwen Stefani, like Tribe Called Quest and stuff like that. That's yeah. like, that's almost like a lost era too. Cause we're, you know, we're not affiliated with any, any cool pop media anymore or anything. Yeah. It's interesting. Um, it, it, it was like, it sure was like a good time, I guess you could say, but I mean, yeah, I guess it is what it is now. I mean, it's just like, I don't, they, I, like you, you wouldn't believe like how they would let you just like kind of roll like wherever all the other people were. You're like, mm-hmm. you feel like you were on their level. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the all access passes and stuff. Right. 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 You just do whatever you want. Um, it's the taste, man. That's like, just like, I think I feel like that's like in terms of like pop culture, yeah. that's like might be the peak of where blading's been. That's just like that taste of like, Oh, this is, that's how, stardom other people get treated like like in that world right like so to to get that taste is 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 rare and that's that's pretty cool man i mean you kind of get it as a professional skater in a sense too and the idea of like you don't have to pay for skates and you get to go like i remember just going to the skate shops and stuff and sometimes they'd have like you know it's probably not as cool but they have like ice cream there like let me get kind of an ice cream and they just give it to me i was like <laughs> you're free ice cream or you really need a wheels i'm like oh i need some wheels and they like give you a set of wheels even though you're offered to pay they're like no 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 I'm like, oh, yeah. i think that's the best part about being like a sponsor or a pro skater was the free wheels i just like i miss having non-stop free wheels and bearings that's oh, the so that's much, the it's best great. shit <laughs> um i want to go back expensive dude i just bought some uh, i just bought some of those dead x basement you know like the, uh, yeah yeah stuff. I was all hyped and I'll add the car. I was like, oh, 50 bones. I was like, oh, shit. I was like, all right. So I'm down. I'll split the car. So I, like, I bought two sets. I'm like, let's go. <laughs> let's go. You're lucky, you're lucky it's not scootering. Those wheels are, I think, are like 50, oh, 60 bucks each or something like that. Yeah, I guess it's, yeah, still. The big, the big wheels. Um, I, want, I wanted to talk more about like when you got put on Senate for the first time because Senate was obviously the biggest company at the time, pretty much. And you were like this little kid getting put on Senate. You were like Arlo, you know, mm-hmm. all, all these people. Um, like how, how did you feel? Did that like change your whole like perspective on skating and stuff? Yeah. Do you know, it's just like so funny cause I feel like you're just so young and you know, just all doe-eyed and it's like, oh, everything's amazing. You don't really think too much about it. You just kind of like, this is life. You know, let's go. We're skating yeah. every day. You know, it's like you're in the moment pretty much. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to skate and I just kept skating and skating and skating and then things just kept happening, you know? And, and it's, it's funny cause I kind of like look back at my career and I'm like, like, not that I said I went wrong. I'm like, what did I do? Like, how did I fall out of skating? Like, where, where did this happen? It's because I didn't really ever sit down and actually think about it, you know? It's like, yeah, I was really unaware as a young guy. Like, I just did shit all the time. Like, and I look back and you see some of these opportunities that you had and you're like, holy shit, I just let that go right by, you know? Mm-hmm. Or, and then, like, some of the things, too, where I, I thought it was so important to skate for, like, fiction clothing, you know, and get my $50 a month, which I got paid one time. 
instead of <laughs> like a one month payment, right? Versus like I had this offer from like say uh, Levi's, you know, like Levi's was like, hey, and all the guys that did skate for Levi's were getting like twenty five hundred bucks a month, you know. And it's like you look back and you're like, damn, I could have made like thirty grand, but I said no because I wanted to be like you know a soul skater and skate for these brands, which I I'm, I don't I'm not so mad about, but when you look at it and you think about it, like that's kind of insane. Like that you turned like, down Levi's. Yeah, I mean, a handful of people did. Like, you know, they're like, we're gonna skip, we're gonna say core, which is understandable. You know what I mean? But, but then well, when Levi you, was coming at people, they were they, they gap sponsored some people, and they were like, yeah. month, uh, like five hundred bucks a month. I think was what like I think Shrine skated for Gap, and but uh, people were getting twenty five hundred a month from Levi's. Uh huh. Yeah, I think so. I mean, as like 15, 16, 17 year olds too. Oh, totally. Yeah, that's insane. I think uh, like I mean, I I can't really tell. I don't really know, but I know Feinberg was making a pretty penny for a minute. Mm -hmm. He had a hand, he had a good, uh, good, good amount of spots. Like he had Solomon painting pretty good at the time, I believe. And then yeah. he, had Levi, he skated for Levi's and so, and then he was winning all the contests, you know, and then some of the, some of the uh, sponsor would actually match or not match your tournaments or give you a bonus if you won. Yeah. Whatever. You win the world series, you got a bonus, you know, like when I skated for Rollblade and, uh, and won the world championships, they gave me an extra five grand just for like winning. Yeah, those are awesome incentives that we wish we still had, you know, these days. When, when, when we, had, we had Feinberg on the show a few episodes back, yeah. and he, uh, he said so, yeah, pretty much exactly what you're saying, too. Like, all the big sponsors, um, sponsors doubling money from his winnings. And he, like, said for like, three, four, five years in a row, he's making, like, six figures as a 17-year-old, which is yeah, huge, yeah. It, that, which was also 20-something years ago. So it's yeah. even, like, more of right. a big deal. Yeah, and I lived at home at my dad's house. I didn't move out until I was like 19. I only moved out because like I not know that I had to, I just wanted to, you know. But <laughs> I I make my own money, I'm gonna move out. You <laughs> know, like should have stayed there and saved even more, you know. Nineteen's still pretty early to move out. Yeah. I I mean in New York it is. New York, New York is tough <laughs> yeah. to move out. We don't we don't move out till we're like twenty, twenty nine, thirty. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> for, for 40, 45 years. Yeah, yeah. This is my, my parents' house, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> um, we, we have to talk about, while we're on the Senate topic, there were Crayola wheels, because your Crayola wheels were the most iconic, speaking of wheels too, like Crayolas were the most iconic wheels. I think anyone can agree with that of all time in skating. How did that come up? Is there like any kind of story or concept behind that happening uh, to you, or you just got lucky? That, dude, that's Arlo's genius, man. He, uh, I think, I, I don't know if I like, chose the colors, but he he was coming up with like these concepts and I don't, I can't even remember exactly how that came about, but I, I remember picking the colors, but I think they were all his ideas. You know, he like, he did the graphic with the, you know, the roadhouse Jeffrey with like Toys R Us, you know, things mm -hmm. in the back of the car and stuff. Uh, he did that. And uh, yeah, he's just, he's brilliant, dude. Like, it was just, yeah, that makes sense. His, like the good ideas of Senate was like a lot of times with like our stuff, you know, he was kind of, but I mean, don't get me wrong, Brooke's pretty fucking talented too. He was kind of killing it. And then Mark Heineken was just like the, the business fucking puppet master in the background and kind of handling stuff, you know? Do you, then, do you even own a set of the Crayolas? You know, I want to say I do. I think they're at my dad's house. I'm like pretty sure as, as long as he didn't touch them or they didn't get like taken away or like my brother and sister didn't like steal them or do something with them, I have a set. I should have some Senate brides and all these like low riders and I... I think at one point in time, like when Eric Shrine had like the toy killer wheels and all that, I like, took like a whole set of everything and kind of just put them away. I should have my very first, uh, the very first pair of skates that came off of production. It's like a size five uh, RS special from Rollerblade. Like I Whoa. have like, a pair of those kind of just sitting there. And yeah, then, number one, huh? Yeah, basically. Oh, that's awesome. 
Yeah, you had like one of the first few because forever, like the only pro skates were like Chris Edwards, like Chris uh, Edwards, Chris Edwards, the the chocolate, you know, the trooper, um, the lightning, and then yeah, you had one of the first pro skates ever, so that was pretty cool too, the gray one. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was uh, yeah, gray with uh, navy frames, I believe, and then like little stars for bolts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I thought that was, I thought that was such a great idea. I was like, this is the coolest thing. I have star bolts. <laughs> yeah, that was super tight. No, you only need one Allen key too. You don't need two. Oh, yeah, right? So yeah. somebody, somebody asked that before we even began. That was one of the questions I remember was somebody asked, where did the star bolt idea come from? Yeah, I don't even know. I just asked if I could do a different shape. And then. Oh, I so you requested that. Yeah, I was like, can I do a different shape of bolts? And me and I were trying or in the in mold, but I remember talking about it and like saying, can I could do stars or something? Like, yeah. I'm like, okay, cool. Let's do stars. That was so genius that it, it's, it's so <laughs> uh, intuitive also, you know? Yeah, just letting it like, you only breathe one side. Yeah, how was in every frame like that? That was actually the point. I thought maybe stars were cool at the time. I don't know. I did some pretty <laughs> weird stuff. I I randomly see a photo once in a while on the internet, like Google and I'm wearing like puka shells, and I'm like, yeah, I don't know why I was doing that. <laughs> and we thought it was like cool to wear these like heart bracelets and stuff, like <laughs> me and like Corey Nelson and Champion Bomb Spindler. We had all these random. We thought it was uh, we always would try like so we'd skate in ASA, like it'd be in Florida, and then the next one would be like in Portland or something but we try to wear the bracelet that they put on you know so you could skate the course from like one contest to the next one you know like, yeah we did it or like if you really think about how disgusting that is that's <laughs> yeah gross you know <laughs> I mean when you're a kid you know you're learning a lot of stuff you just happen to grow up in front of uh, the camera for everyone to see yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot during that time um since we're talking about all these uh contributions in like the design with skates and uh you know the Crayola wheels um I think it'd be a good time to talk about, you know, second regime, man. Wow. Because I remember when that first came out, I think if I'm not mistaken, it was, there was no team other than the owners. And then the first two people on after that were, was Dustin and Dre, uh, unless uh, if I'm not mistaken, but um, what was the, what spawned that? Like, what was the idea behind, like, how did you guys get together and say, Hey, we're going to do something like in the prime of your pro, all you guys pro career. Well, I don't know exactly the, the thing that like the spark of what happened to it, but all of a sudden I get like a phone call from Josh Petty and Louis Zamora. And it was a, a time where like, I think he was just, uh, Arlo was trying to start like supercomputer robot, I believe, <laughs> in the company. And Senate was kind of going through like this change and Petty and being Petty was just like, I'm fucking over this, I'm out or some shit. And, and so, um, so Petty and Louis were together and they're all getting hyped up and like, let's go, we're gonna start our own company. And then Louie and I were like best friends at the time. So Louie hits me up. It's like, dude, we're starting this rollerblading company. You got to be part of it. You have to do this. Like we want you to do, you know, the graphics and all this shit. And I'm like, just because I go on AOL does not mean I'm a designer. You know what I mean? <laughs> it was like, yeah. this is pretty much what happened. But they're like, you don't have a computer. You can design. I'm like, oh God. All right, here we go. So he, they, they called me and I was like, fuck it. Let's do it. Let's, let's do second regime, you know? Um, and then, so we, we paired up with, uh, Scott Walker at that time to kind of help us out with business. And thank goodness we did because we knew nothing about business. And, and I look back at some of those times and it, it's kind of laughable now that I think about it, but, uh, about like how business, how businessy I was at the time. Um, but Dominic Sagona, I believe was the first, uh, guy on the team. Right. Dominic. And, and then it was Vinny and, um, Dustin Holloway. Right. Is that right? Okay. <laughs> so long that makes sense. Vinny. Yeah, and Dre, Dre too, oh, eventually Dre, got on. Yep. Um, and then, um, did Vinny end up skating? Vinny's kid. Yeah, yeah, he did. That's right. All right. <laughs> Just got to make sure. Yeah, again, I'm looking back. Thinking of the ads now that I put together. And 
I can see him on it. Um, but yeah, so then that happened, like that was just them just thinking, I don't know, I don't even know, like maybe Senate wasn't cool to Josh Petty anymore, you know, but Josh was always kind of on his own program, always, you know, yeah. setting trends, you know, like, um, so he was just kind of like, fuck it, it's my time to do my own company. And, and I believe that was uh, his name or him and Louis' name, Second Regime. Which, in a sense, it kind of made we thought it was kind of cool in the idea, like saying, like you know, we're the next, the second power to come to rise, like yeah, and being the first one. But it's then, great name. You don't really want to be the second power. You probably want to be the first power. You know, like <laughs> <laughs> overall, like if you don't know this, yeah. you know. So yeah, so there was that, and then um, like I said, just because I was on the computer and stuff, uh, I had to start doing some some of the logos. But we started working with Dave Temple at first. He did some of the graphics. That was when Josh Petty was like really involved because at one point uh josh was like i don't know what happened but we had not a fallout like we didn't like fight or something but somehow josh left the brand and i can tell you the real reason why but and the and the brand was still going yeah and it was still going because it was oh, I, and, I didn't know that yeah me and louie did it for like a year or two without josh i remember that um and i i can't even tell you the reason why i just remember that actually happened but uh I can tell you one thing though, Josh did buy us some like $7,000 ads when we had like no money in uh, Daily Bread because he wanted to use some like Chrome thing and he <laughs> made these, he copied some ads that looked sick, but then it realized it would cost like extra money for Daily Bread to print them and they printed them and they sent us this invoice and we were like, holy <laughs> shit, did we really just spend like one third of all of our money on like three ads? <laughs> Yeah, some funny stuff happens. So you learn your business when you're when you're young with a rollerblading company before you fuck it up with your real life adult businesses. Uh, yeah, still kind of fucking that up too. But you know, <laughs> <laughs> some people never learn. What can I say then? Yeah, it's a little bit. I'm just I learn hard. It just takes a little extra, you know, a little longer. So when That's when you the best went, way to learn experience, definitely. Um, when when you and Louis were on your own with Second Regime, and that did that end, and then you did Deshi, or was it simultaneous? That was around the same time. Yeah. Same time. So how did, how did Deshi start? Cause that's like a huge jump from a wheel company. Yeah. It's uh, it was um, cause we were talking, we, we ended up, I think Louie and I both skated for USD at the time. And then we uh, paired up with Matthias from power slide mm -hmm. to do Deshi. And yeah, I don't, it's, I, it's funny cause I can't really, I can't think of the actual spawn of that situation too, but uh, I feel like Zamora somehow started working that one kind of, Put in the uh, like planted the seed in Matthias's ear and he was into it. Next thing you know, we were in like China designing a boot and they had like a prototype the like, next morning. Like we did all this clay stuff and like the next morning we had like a, a plastic uh, prototype. Not one you can actually skate, but one you can like just tangible, you know? Mm -hmm. It's pretty rad. And then yeah, it just kind of kept going for a little bit. And then near the end of my role budding career, I guess you could say, is like when like Dashi kind of started. I don't, I don't really, it's funny because like, like I said, I wasn't like too aware and I kind of just let things like kind of fizzle out, you know, and I didn't really like, uh, I didn't really think too much about it and be like, oh, how can I fix this? I just kind of like, oh, it is what it is. <laughs> it was kind of insane. But I remember having some differences with Matthias and stuff and the way he wanted to roll a team. I kind of wanted to build heroes. Like I wanted like, keep like just Chris Farmer paid at, you know, at the time, I think we were only getting like a couple of grand a month, you know, and um, he wanted, but they wanted to take like, uh, 10 european you guys and give them all 200 bucks each you know yeah and i was like yeah i'm not really down with all that and stuff and then like they were like i think at that around the end of uh all that stuff i i was making like 1800 bucks and then he's like you know we can only give you a thousand dollars a month now and i'm like dang i'm 25 years old my rent 
is 700 bucks a month right now and you're like, want to pay me a thousand dollars i'm like oh, i guess it's time to get a job <laughs> you know yeah. so, so i kind of like skated a little bit like here and there and then like had a job but ended up yeah. working for mark heineken over in bravo <laughs> so random but there so were some cool things that happened at um with deshi like before it ended like you guys had that really cool catalina trip the helicopter ride mm-hmm. oh yeah with drew for life plus that was so sick that's is that why you, had, you guys had no money? Because you spent all the budget on that tour with the <laughs> helicopter and everything. Dude, that, man, that's a funny story too. Because like we, uh, the helicopter ride was like 150 bucks a person. It wasn't too crazy, you know? Yeah. And you're supposed to get a ride there and a ride back, right? And so um, we got there. We fly, we flew over. We're like, cool. We did our little thing. And then uh, luckily Drew filmed the helicopter fly away in the morning. Because we came, we came back at the end of the skate day, you know? We came back and then we're like 20 minutes early before we were supposed to be there. And they're like, oh, the helicopter already left. And we're like, how could you leave? You just leave us here on the island. So we ended up having to go back and catch the Catalina Express and take a boat back home. We're just like, oh, that's messed up. We didn't get the full experience of the helicopter both ways, you know? Oh, <laughs> man. It's kind of funny. But yeah, that was a pretty cool little trip. That was uh, Drew's idea. He's like, we'll go over there. We'll find stuff to skate. There's a little skate park. The skate park was horrible. So we're like, all right, let's find other shit. But they had like these pretty cool banks, you know, like at the uh, high school there. You skated uh, some cool like, shit. Yeah, Louis does like a 720 off of one. You know, we use the cart to pull him to get speed, you know, and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a couple of handrails. It was fun. Yeah, that that and like the uh, the the European tour footage with uh, Farmer and Ian was just yeah. awesome stuff. Like really, really good stuff came out of uh, all that dashy work, you know. Yeah, it was fun. It was really fun. Uh, yeah, that and V, I think, made our video. Oh, I know. For the Deshi video. Uh, yeah, it was interesting. Got to see the Stonehenge, you know, place. And oh, yeah. We, I think we did, like, the whole coast of England, up and down, basically. And got to go to all the skate parks and stuff. Interesting. It was really fun. Like, the whole tour life of skating, is, there's, like, nothing cooler, you know? Even if you just get into a, a van and just drive a couple states over and that stuff is like like some of my fondest memories. I think one of the one of my most like favorite tours was uh, when I lived in Cyprus. Cyprus. I lived in Costa Mesa. Dave Payne was my roommate still at the time. Um, we got into like a fifteen passenger van and drove from California to the Hoedown, basically. Might even be the one that Richard won or something. I don't even know. <laughs> I think you guys, I saw like you guys Instagram and talking about it. And stuff. Sick. But uh, there was twelve of us, and yeah, in that fifteen passenger van. And we had, oh, pretty funny stories. We had Ryan Shooty in the van with us, right? And we just met him. This is when we just met Shooty. And he was shooting for uh, Rejects, right? There we go. Uh, he was shooting for Rejects, you know? And he was super quiet because he was like, didn't really know anyone yet, you know? And he was, for some reason, sitting in the very back of the 15 passenger van. Okay? And we're in some, you know, middle of Texas somewhere. And there's like dark, 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 like, there's no lights. Like kind of weird, like no, no street lights, you know? Uh, we stopped, eat at this random steakhouse. It was really good. And we all get in the van. We start driving away. And we're driving for like maybe 10, 15 minutes. And Richard goes, hey, guys, where's Ryan Shooty? And we're like, come on, Richard, fuck with us. He's just ducking in the back. He's like, no, dude, I'm fucking serious, dude. Shooty's not in the van. And we're like, no way, dude. <laughs> so we like turn around. And we're like, hopefully we can find this place. Like, we don't even, there's no GPS. You don't have cell phones with GPS. Yeah, like, yeah. we have to find this, this place that we were just at, you know? Yeah. Like, so like turn around dude what are we we found him like a half a mile away just walking with his backpack and his camera gear. <laughs> we're like oh my gosh oh man shooty woke up he was talking to us for the rest of the trip he was like oh, was, oh i can't believe you left me like you know, it was pretty awesome <laughs> dude, how are you so quiet that you get left behind <laughs> seriously i guess he went to go use the restroom and we all took off <laughs> 
it's so messed up. That's a good way to break the ice. Right? Yeah. Along the lines of you and, and Dave Payne, when you were living with him, uh, can we touch on your VG3 section? Because yeah. we, had, we spoke with Dave on the show too before, and your VG3 section is probably the first full profile in rollerblading. And it's just like, what, what was filming that like with Dave um, at the time? Obviously, you're like a little kid at the time. You know, you could tell yeah. that watching it back now, like how, how you were and how young you were. Um, John Julio was skating with you guys too in the sessions. Like, what was filming that section like with Dave? I mean, it's just like skating with your boys, you know? Like, you just got the, you know, at, around that time, I just started skating with Dave a lot more. Uh, I met him a couple times, like, uh, through friends. I, um, I didn't live with him during the, that filming. That was right. young. That was, uh, I, was, I didn't have my license yet. And um, <laughs> that's part of the, the section, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, you were driving around. <laughs> Well, you have my license yet. Yeah, so I was like super young, so it was actually kind of tough to get actual like set like um, sessions in sometimes with him because he'd be like, "Oh, I'm gonna come pick you up," and then like shit would happen. He's like, and I'd be sitting there like, "Hey, where are you, dude? Like, I'm on the skate. Like, I'm all waiting, you know? Like, come pick me up. Let's go rollerblading." Um, but you know, it's it's just it's just fun. I didn't even you don't know what you're doing at that time. You didn't know like what mark that that section was gonna make, you know. Mm-hmm. And so it was just all fun and games. It was just all happy-go-lucky little kids skating with his friends, you know. Did you know that you were filming a section when you were filming it? Or it was just uh, like a compilation of stuff that you put together afterwards? No, I believe so, yeah. Because we, we had to go and film the interview. Yeah, he told me he wanted to do a profile and stuff. Mm. And yeah, yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I remember <laughs> and he came up with the idea of, let's go into Baskin-Robbins. I'm like, all right. Because <laughs> uh, their studio was, uh, they had like a little place over in Huntington. So there's like that area, which is like, all built up now it's like crazy over there but and so it was like walkable into like a little town and stuff so we just like walked into this baskin robbins started filming being idiots <laughs> yeah that that's crazy that you didn't know the mark that that section would make and i never even realized that that was the first skating profile ever and one of my favorite clips in skating ever is the shot of you it's not necessarily the trick but you could just tell the vibe it's a when you sold like king Krill at night and then uh-huh. John like pops his head in whatever because like you Dave and John just like skating together filming that just yeah. like always makes a smile to my face watching that part of the section because it's just like so awesome <laughs> to see you guys so young and like before yeah. you guys blew up to the way you guys were yeah and that kind of like brings me to like skating right now and um because I've been you know the last couple of weeks I kind of like uh been skating way more than I have probably in the last like five years you know um and it, it brought back that kind of same joy you know and John's my neighbor. He lives literally. I can throw a tennis ball at his house from here. Tennis ball, so I don't break his window. You know, I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> throw a uh, ping pong ball. Yeah. Okay. Ping pong ball. <laughs> uh, as long as the wind's not blowing too hard. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of just brought that that passion back. You know, that that joy that it's always it's kind of fun and, and it's like that's what what made me skate so much when I was younger and it's kind of been there again. Like that candle's lit again a little bit. It's been it's exciting too. And I'm just like stoked that I actually get to do it with John, you know, cause like I want to tour with this guy so much, you know, skated, uh, like the first time I went to camp Woodward for like a couple weeks with John and like, uh, yeah. And he was on row season when I was, uh, on row season. So we like traveled everywhere together, you know, and it's just, it's just been fun to like, just, you know, I don't know. Like, uh, I think there was a point in time, like in my skating where I felt like I had to prove something. Like I got to like when I was like not practicing enough and I wasn't skating enough. I also found out why I stopped, like, I fell out of love with rollerblading. I realized that, that I, uh, I got, kind of got out of shape because I wasn't skating enough. So skating was actually kind of hard. 
like it was it's a it's a it's really hard physically you know like you definitely it's easy to jump on a handrail and yeah. once you jump on a handrail you have to balance right and that takes mm -hmm. strength and then after you're done balancing you have to land which takes more strength right yeah and if you're doing something fucking like some kind of gap or whatever like it's even harder you know what i mean and um about eight seven or eight years ago i got into working out you know and i got like once i got really fit i put my skates on i was like dude robotics fucking so fun again <laughs> and it's just because like you're not physically fit and i try to tell people like, I, I try to tell john every time i talk about dude you gotta get in shape like if you get in shape you'll skate way longer way better like you're just going to you know and when you work out and you do these other like other movements that rollerblading uh doesn't really you know ask of you you you, you strengthen all these other muscles that um keep the muscles you use for rollerblading like stable so you don't i feel like you you can still get hurt so like i have this bandage on my wrist like jack my wrist you can still, <laughs> yeah, i just put some tape on it like everything's fixed right um <laughs> so like you can you can like do these things a lot longer people are always like oh how do you have all this energy i'm like well yeah, go to the gym like yeah you go to the gym and you actually push yourself rollerblading is easy not saying it's yeah. easy. yeah physical like skating is easy you know no it's like, the, the endurance aspect of it and like the uh yeah Right, right. Like I seriously could skate for like four hours, five hours, like probably no problem right now. You know, like at a skate park. I mean, a little easier than probably street because street hurts a little more. But you know, no, but you, but you it's like a lot of cardio at skate parks too, though. Right, right. And just from being in shape, you know, like I play table tennis. I go and I'll play for four hours straight. People probably laugh like, "Oh, that's not really a workout." But if you see the way people play, like in a club versus like you know your garage player that's just doing this with their arm, you know, like yeah, I'm like what the fuck as fast as I possibly can, you know, like yeah. Like, hopping around and hopping around and like you look at these dudes like that play a lot and they have fucking thighs like this dude and calves like this and you're just damn like, oh, i never thought about that yeah it's like pretty like so your leg stability is there you know it's like they got like boxing shoes on right right <laughs> yeah it's like, it kind of looks like it. they use like volleyball shoes yeah i can i can see that that looks them that's that makes sense it just i don't know i i just like to move you know and i think it's from skating like i learned that at a young age you just like use your body and like and put it in different places and as fast as you possibly can or whatever, you know, like. No. So, so, so what made you get out there on this like weekly thing with John? Just like, uh, well, just like, it's like this dude, you know, like I'm sure you've had periods where you haven't skated for a few months. Right. And you're like, when you're cruising, you're driving down the street and this hasn't changed like this since forever. Like I would look out, Oh, that fucking guy. Oh my God. That ledge. Like every day, you know, you're always like, and it's like, it doesn't matter. Your brain is trained that way. It's stuck. Yeah. And so you think about skating, and you're always like, oh, I got to skate. Oh, I got to, I want to go skate. I need to skate, you know? And I've always like, had this idea. I'm like, oh, I want to make a section before I turn 40. And I'm like, fuck, now I'm 40. Like, I'm like, what, what just happened? Like, yeah. where did that time go? You know, I was like, I was going to, I had this idea in my head. I'm like, I'm going to make a section and on my 40th birthday. I'm going to like drop it. Oh, that would be cool. And then like, that was already four months ago. Like, whatever, I turned 40, you know? And I'm like, yeah, where did it go? So um, I started like during the COVID stuff, I started, uh, you know, um, walking to the post office because I work from home now um, and there's a ledge there. So I started taking my skates to skate to the post office, to skate the ledge on the way. And every once in a while I do like a trick, you know, and just kind of post on Instagram. And I'm like, man, skating's like, it's so fun. I gotta do it, I gotta do it. But then, you know, a couple months went by and then I, this COVID thing, like me being at home, I'm like, well, like I don't have to be at my computer till 9 a.m., you know, and I wake up at like 6.30 these days, and which is so weird because normally I, I'd rather sleep until like 11, but I think that just happens when you get older. I don't no, know. No, same. Exactly. Yeah. It's so weird. And so I, John's like, oh, yeah, I skate in the morning. And I was like, oh, shit, I can go. And it's not that like, it's just making the time to go is the problem. 
the whole time. I've been wanting to go. I've been wanting to skate, you know? And I always look forward to like, you know, like, you know, Blading Cup, it's around the corner from my house. So <laughs> I have to go there and skate, you know? And it's the time of year and it's not happening, you know? So I was like, well, let's go skate some more. And then so John's like, well, I'm down to go every Tuesday. And I'm like, all right, let's go. And we started going every Tuesday for the last five weeks now, I think. So are you making a section or what? Yeah, I'm trying to get I'm trying to get sponsored. I'm hoping that uh, yeah, I saw the sponsor yeah. me tape captions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm hoping someone will recognize me. Uh, you know, I'm gonna put a sponsor me tape together. But my problem is I gotta be a little more diverse. I'm only skating skate parks right now, and I don't want to be known as like a park rat. You know, so I gotta like I gotta step up my game. Maybe do some you know handrails, you know, real ones, you know, soon. So yeah, now we're talking about venturing out and going to some different skate parks at least so sooner and later. Well, there's a lot of street spots in Santa Ana too. In the yeah, area. there actually is a handful of things to do. So yeah, maybe. we'll see. The um you saw you saw time though I was talking with Jimmy Shooter the other day and he's he wanted to put out a, a forty section also because he turned forty yeah. this year too and I was talking the other day I'm like so what are you doing this or what and he's like I'm forty until April as long as it's done before April so <laughs> you, you still got time man you still got time yeah, that's true yeah I just think we, it should be just called forty plus you know so if we are forty yeah because so, I want John to be involved you know and he's like he's way old he's like forty three <laughs> he's way old <laughs> <laughs> you got some time. Yeah, true. Um, I'm going to open it up for questions in a little bit. But first, I kind of want to talk to you about, because you got really deeply into fishing. And I heard through the grapevine that we were sponsored. Did you get sponsored by fishing companies or something like that? Or is that just hearsay? Yeah, no, I have a, camp, I have a couple of sponsors from uh, fishing. Um, I, right now, I fish for a brand called Warbaits. Uh, it's my buddy based out in San Diego. It makes like this, like basically a lead head. You put a little swim bait on, you cast it, and wind it, and you drop it down in water and stuff like that. And then um, I fish for a brand called AFCO, which is an uh, American fishing tackle company. They're actually based in Santa Ana, which is pretty cool. But that one uh, kind of helps when one of your best friends is the marketing director of it, you know? So hmm. there's that. No, but I, I, I put in some work. I, I fished a bunch of tournaments and stuff, and me and uh, me and uh, my buddy, we won, a, we won a bunch. We actually set a record for this one tournament series of the heaviest bat, a bag ever weighed in the tournament for that one series, So, uh, which is pretty cool. Um, so basically, the way you fish a tournament for fishing is you go and you, you can catch like 100 fish, but you bring in the five biggest fish for the night. You know what I mean? So, mm -hmm. so if your five biggest fish weigh more than everyone else's fish, you win the tournament, right? Mm -hmm. that makes yeah so yeah there's that so yeah and then i have kicker which i sponsor myself i guess because i don't have to pay for my own lures so <laughs> yeah sh sh shout out your own your own brand what, what are you up to with that yeah it's called kicker fishing brand um and you can find us on instagram at kicker fishing and kickerfishing.com but uh we make swim baits and we make these things called uh which happen on my desk they're called they're basically like jigs it's basically a piece of metal that has a hook on it and it's kind of something that people have been fishing like on our uh, our coast for over like 50 years you know since the 50s um, it's, it's not, not this one specifically, but, um, yeah, it's just a piece of metal that kicks like this and it catches yellowtail tuna and bass. Pretty fun. I, I gotta, I gotta ask you, I, I don't know how often you talk to Brian Shima. I mean, not Brian, uh, Brian Aragon, uh -huh. but if, if you do talk to him, do you talk to him more about skating or more about fishing? Yeah, I actually have not spoke to him in a long time, but I actually, someone asked me or I was years later, someone said something about like, I need to see a section, uh, of like. Uh, Spicer and, and Aragon fishing and skating or something. Like <laughs> I guess he's like super into it. Huh? Uh, is he still in Colorado? Is that where he's at? Yeah, yeah. Oh, right. So he's probably fishing like big trout or something crazy cool like that. That'd be funny. Like freshwater. Like, yeah. Yeah, freshwater, yeah. I do a lot of saltwater, but I'll fish freshwater. I mean, 
I'd fish freshwater a lot for a bass and stuff. Pretty fun. How did you, how did you, how did you get into like the, from the basic, um, like fishing, like we all do to getting to yeah. like so deeply in, like, I feel like you've been sponsored like your whole life. This is a, <laughs> I mean, you kind of learn those lessons, you know, like, um, like how do you, how do you get sponsored? You know, you, you bring awareness to yourself, right. And you become good at something and how do you become good at something? You consistently do it, do it, and do it. You know, I've had like, you know, people make comments like, Oh, you're always so good at everything you do. I'm like, do you know how obsessed I am with things? Like you have to become obsessive with something to be good at it. I think personally, it's just how you do it. Like, you have to be in there. Absolutely. Like think about when you started skating, how many hours a day did you skate? Probably like 12 hours a day. And that sounds ridiculous. Like how could you do that? Well, you skate from spot A to spot B and then you skate from, <laughs> from B to C and then you're skating all the, you know, the spots on the way or, you know, in the middle and you skated the all day, right? Like all day, that's all you did. And so of course you're going to get really good. And there's a lot like that outlier saying 10,000 hours, which obviously the hours vary depending on what you do and how often you do things. But right. You know, you put, you got your 10,000 hours in probably a lot faster than a lot of people did because you loved it and you were obsessed with it, you know? Mm -hmm. And so you just got to do that. That's how you, you do it. Like if you want to get into like, oh, fucking drawing or something, you want to become a good illustrator, you better start drawing like five hours a day, you know, like no problem. And just keep doing it, keep doing it. And you know what's going to happen? You're going to get good. Like people don't realize it takes the work. No one wants to do the work, you know, and no one sees the work. No, if you, if I watch your, your, your three minute section, you know, like that you just put out, what, what, how much, how many hours actually really went into that? Like, right. like 40, 50 hours, let's just say, you know, like yeah. this three minute edit, spit over. <laughs> this three minute yeah. edit. And you know, yeah. like, no one wants to put that 40, 50 hours to make this cool three minute edit, you know, and it's just kind of, it's kind of how it is. It's kind of how you get sponsored or how you become good at things, you know? Hmm. And that's what we do with fishing. Like, dude, I went to these tournaments and I was the biggest Barney at first, you know, like, I didn't even own a truck. Is that a Fisher oh, term? A yeah, Barney? I was going to say Barney. Yeah, I just kind of threw it out there. I don't even know. Okay. <laughs> All right. Now we're talking fishing lingo. lingo. Okay. And just like, whatever, you know, just like, you know, I was a kook, you know, I rolled up and I didn't even own a truck, but I bought a boat and then I was, I was, I was renting a U-Haul to tow my boat to the, the tournament, you know, <laughs> and it would look even more ridiculous because my boat actually had this orange and yellow line on it that looked exactly like the U-Haul truck. <laughs> I was already rolling in sponsored by U-Haul, you know, so. <laughs> the presidents you know like yeah i get sponsors let's go no um but yeah like you just gotta do it and you gotta you know not care what people think and just kind of don't stop until you get to the point you want to be at you know? that i felt like i was uh that's well said and definitely a lesson a life lesson that everyone could take i felt like <laughs> i was i felt like i was watching like a gary v video or something like that right there that was that was, <laughs> that was awesome um like Billy said, we're going to open up for questions in a little bit. I know there's something that I wanted to just quickly ask you before we did jump into questions. Also, if people want to ask us questions, obviously, like we said, the Super Chat ones will be prioritized, but also at Jump Street Podcast, so we could specifically see your questions pop out of the, uh, the comments, by the way. Um, I wanted to know what you thought the highlight of your entire skating career was. Was it like writing for Senate? Was it like your first pro skate, a contest, owning a, a company? Like what, what do you think stands out as your most accomplished highlight in your career? Oh man. Um, geez. Maybe world championships was like, like talking about like from the doing all the work and like getting somewhere or just whatever. Like if you could, if you could just tell anybody one thing that you've done in skating, what would it be? One thing I did. Well, I think honestly, it, it was more is about the friends that I made in skating. That's like my. I feel like it's. I don't even know if that's even considered an accomplishment. But the people that I met through skating and that connection that that is built from it is. It's just 
you don't really find that anywhere else, you know, like, I don't know what it was or how it actually worked out, but maybe it's just like, you don't, you didn't even meet friends. You met like family, you know, like I can call people in Australia and have a place to sleep tonight for sure. Like if I just arrived there, I'm like, I have, I have friends in Japan. I have friends, you know, even in California that are like lifelong friends and it doesn't. And when you, when you like, when John Ortiz comes in, it's like, dude, it's like, it doesn't even skip a beat. It's like, we're just like the best of buds, you know? And it's yeah. like, that, that there's, there's nothing more. I can't say there's anything better that I got out of rollerblading than that. Like, I don't really know how to express that, but that's, that's like, rad. Yeah. That seems to be the most valuable thing. Right. But as I highlight, like what, what I accomplished from skating, I mean, just being able to, to do the things like we, we got to do, like go into all the trips and all that stuff. And, and you just, you don't really, you kind of take it for granted when you're young and you have it, you know, but looking back at it, you're like, that's awesome. You know, anyone that ever tried to talk shit to me about rollerblading, I was like, wait, what country did you visit for whatever sport you're doing right now? Like, did you, oh, did you go to Europe fucking flipping that scooter around? You want to talk shit to me? Like, you didn't do that, you know? Like, oh, how do give you shit these days for skating stuff? No, I'm just saying like back, uh, back then, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. If anyone ever tried to make, make fun of rollerblading, I just look at him and be like, sure, dude. Like, what did, what does your sport take? What have you done with your sport? You know, like, yeah, right. talk shit. I don't care. Kind of funny. Brought, brought a really rich life, you know, um, right. to a lot of, to a lot of us. And just like you said, like that being the friend group being so like, you don't find that other places. It's a very rare thing. And uh, yeah, it's awesome. Um, I'm going to do my spiel because we're okay. going to open up for questions soon. So again, if you are watching and you don't follow us on our sh social media platforms, please do so. Go to Instagram, give us a follow. Facebook, give us a like. Go to our YouTube page, hit the subscribe button, hit the notification bell. We have uh, iTunes, give us a five-star rating. Give us a comment, uh, share the video. We also have a Patreon if you're interested. You can be a Patreon for as little as a dollar. And we have exclusive Patreon content that we've been making lately. So you can check that out. And well, maybe uh, we get a three-piece from Randy for our exclusive Patreon content. Oh, that'd be great. I I'm going to try to skate with you. Had, you had to film three tricks for us at, okay. at, at a session. Yeah, that's easy. I just, I just, we, just put a lot of, we just put a lot on you right now. Oh, that's yeah, easy. He's in shape. He's in yeah, shape. Yeah, yeah. Three, three clips. That's easy. I got 20 a session. Sure, you don't have four? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, people, people aren't going to get mad. All right, settle down, settle down. I skated like a couple of Settle down, settle down. I'm like, yeah. I'm going to put tape on it. I'm like, oh, God. Is that, is that your yeah. palm wrist? No, that's why I'm okay with it. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> um, let me Let me just give a, a shout out to our super chatters real quick. Yes. Um, Rolling with Rory says, love your work, fellas. Thank you, Rory. Um, Philip Lemoyne said, Roadhouse, love y'all, Jump Street. Keep up the good work. Catch a fish for me, Randy. Aloha from yeah. Hawaii. Stay safe, y'all. Going fishing tomorrow. There you go. You nice. got to catch a fish with Philip. Um, this person, I don't know if you know who he is, Arlo Eisenberg. Yeah. Um, thanks, Arlo, for the super chat. And he says, ask Randy how he learned to drive stick. Hint, Volkswagen Jetta. Yeah. Oh, when I, oh, God. This man, Arlo's messed up. I did like, didn't, I think I barely had my license and he's just like running so late trying to go to Paris. And, uh, He's like, dude, you got to drive me to the airport. I'm like, okay. And he's like, all right, but you got to take my car. I'm like, what? <laughs> and he, he had a stick and he made me drive his car like home. I didn't think I'd drive. He drove there, but I drove home and I didn't know how to drive stick. And I'm pretty sure I drove about 50 miles in like third gear all the way home. So like, <laughs> You're too scared to change out of it. <laughs> also like, okay, it's on. We're going <laughs> <I'm> like, <"Wah!" laughs> on the freeway. Like so ridiculous. 
things are left. That was just style though, like so last minute sometimes. Like I remember he would have like two months knowing that he had to get all these graphics ready for uh, for a Senate and then he would have to like sleep in the office for 72 hours because he would be working around the clock trying to get everything done for the time, you know? Yeah, I mean, he works hard. He's, he's, yeah. He does a lot of shit. He does. So it definitely shows. Um, for everybody in, in Europe and around the world, stick is a manual car, by the way. That's uh, an American <laughs> term. Um, uh, Billy, I'm just going to go to the rest of these super chats because yeah, I can see it. It's I, I, figured, I figured I'd let you do that. Yeah, so, so get up, like, I guess, check out the other questions. I'll just finish the super chats. Um, yeah. Joshua Metz super chatted us. Thank you, Joshua. Goik Samuth says, will Randy Fish and Austin come skate in Utah for Winter Shred Fest? It's in January. I, I, I would love to go. I don't think we could go anywhere. <laughs> I, I, I'm locked down for a while, but uh, I don't think these California crazy. boys would want to go to uh, Utah in January. Right. <laughs> I'll come in spring, maybe, you know, it cools off a little bit and things melt a little bit. <laughs> for, for Shredfest Part 2, Randy's in. Um, Jeff Valcourt says, aside from cheating at school, any more champion stories? Do you keep in contact with him? Oh, Bombs Alert? Uh, he's like a, what is he, like an engineer now or something? doing something crazy? I don't even know what he's doing. I haven't talked to him in a while. I know that his mom contacts my dad every once in a while because they were friends when because they had become friends because champion came to live with me for a while. So then like, um, but yeah, and I haven't talked to champion in a long time. I haven't kept in contact with him. I think that's, that's a sick name. How are you going to name your kid champ? Yeah. That's so yeah. cool. Champion uh, Jack Dupree. I actually know the story. She named him after a uh, um, champion Jack Dupree. Was player, right? Yeah. Is that, what, is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. He, he says it in uh, his VG five section. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's red. Yeah. Um, I just watched that video religiously, so I probably could recite his whole, uh, his whole spiel with that. Um, Aaron Schultz says, were you pulling off royalties from those Crayola wheels or just straight salary from Senate? Everybody, myself included, had those out, out here. Yeah. Well, looking back, man, I think I got um, a little bit robbed because I was only making like, I think at first, when I first started skating for Senate, I was making like 500 bucks a month, which, you know, sounds nice now, but uh, <laughs> He, uh, I think, uh, like at one point in time, Senate was like a $14 million company, man. I should have been making a little more than, I think I was getting a grand a month and then I got royalties and they didn't pay a ton of like 20 cents a wheel or something. But I do remember Mark Heineken getting an award from Inline Skater Magazine because the, those wheels were like the most sold wheels ever in rollerblading at that time. I don't know if anything surpassed it. Probably still is because that was like the highlight. <laughs> right. so, so there's that. So yeah, I got royalties. I did make some okay money from Senate. Can't complain. That's for sure. Yeah, I'm sure it, compared to anything today, I'm sure that's like, even $500 a month. That's huge now. Um, I, I got two more super chats, Billy. So uh, let me just finish these two up. Um, okay. Uh, Arlo again. Damn, thanks. Arlo. I always said perfect. Thank, perfect. Thanks. Love the show. Great content. Um, <laughs> Scotty Blades wants to know what your favorite trick is. My favorite trick? Yeah. Oh, man. Um, I mean... I'm just trying to think like, I, it's like, so like Farfanugans feel so good, you know, when you do like a good one really long and then, but soul grinds are like, just, they just feel so good. Like you just, when you like lock on, you're just like, cause you can just like sit on it and just relax. You know what I mean? So I've always loved soul grinds. It's always like kind of my go-to trick, you know, like when you go to a handrail, some people like would freak out, like you like to soul grind a rail. I'm like, and then they would never go to would be topsail. And I'm like, Oh God, topsail. I mean, I'll topsail a handrail, but it doesn't seem like, Oh, it's like the safe and easy one, you know, like, like, I don't, I would rather gap to soul grind on something before I would gap to top soul. You know what I mean? But I don't know. That's me personally. It, but is that, I, 
Good. But my favorite combo trick is obviously top soul to alley soul. Like the little true soul, yeah. You know, like, yeah, true soul, yeah, yeah. Like that's like my favorite trick, probably. Classic. That's it. I can still picture you doing that in like the Deshies. Yeah. Like Deshi like V1s. Is that when you, when you skate, skate a rail, like your first trick is a soul grind? Uh, yeah, most likely. Or yeah, it's probably a soul grind. Have Maybe you skated a rail lately? Or you just only park since you've been back? Yeah, park, yeah, yeah that's it. But I got a rail. I'm not, I'm not afraid of them. You'll, you'll hit one now? Oh, yeah, yeah. No problem. He right, still we, got it. We got to see some handrails in your, in your oh, 40 okay. section. <laughs> <laughs> it might, I mean, it might be only the three tricks I can do, which is like soul grind, rail, and maybe kind grind, yeah. Depending on how scary the rail is, but we'll see. The good one. <laughs> but yeah. I oh, feel like I can do some big ledges still. Like, I'm not really afraid of big ledges. Yeah, that was your shit, the big down ledges. Kind of get away with like sliding out. It's like not too scary, you know? So your body feels good. Yeah, yeah. Just like like I said, man, like I was I've been going well since COVID, I haven't really been working out too great, but I've been staying like I started doing a little bit of CrossFit again. Um, but I only did it for like a month and a half and then I stopped. But I've been skating now and playing table tennis, so it keeps me keeps me moving around. Sick um do we have any more super chats um there's one more it's not a question um it's another one from i i i hope i say this name right goik samuth good to see you back randy come to utah anytime woodward park city okay <laughs> well, that sounds fun uh billy do you have any questions yes i do um one is from rainier <laughs> um you know rainier yeah <laughs> he said what were your favorite sponsors who were your favorite sponsors who are my favorite sponsors? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, you can't go wrong with Senate because, man, they, they would let us like roll into the back. Like I didn't do, there was this point in time where I didn't do laundry for probably like six months or something because I kept going in and getting, and getting like clothes. And I remember at one time, like my dad yelling at me because like my bedroom was just like full of clothes, you know? And it was just because, and it was like all stuff worn once and like skated in once and just kind of thrown into the corner and it like overtook my room. It was like, Looking back now, it looked kind of hoarder and disgusting, but yeah, you know, but being like like a 16, 17 year old sponsored kid, it's like it makes sense, you know. So, I it has to be Senate, Senate in like 976. We can just go in and just like they let us take whatever we wanted, so it's kind of pretty awesome. When you're yeah, like, as a kid, that's that's yeah. incredible. <laughs> like, you can't go wrong with that. Anything free is good, right? Um, let's see. Um, Eric Cohen said he noticed that you are wearing a them hat and skating them skates. Curious on your thoughts on the skates. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. They seem rad. Like I have no issues with them. Like they, uh, they, they allow me to do all my tricks that I can do. So I don't know. Like, I feel like sometimes you'd get in a pair of skates and you're just like, Oh, I can't do something in these, you know, like something didn't feel right, you know, or like, or even sometimes you get in a pair of skates and you're like, Oh, I can do this one trick really good. For some reason, like for me, like K twos, I rode them for like a brief second. Alley topsoles were like amazing in them, you know. Like, uh -huh. like I don't really do that trick that often, but in these skates, they're really good. You know, just like, the bend, the ankle yeah, bend, yeah. Right? And with these, uh, with them, you know, like um, uh, yeah, they're they're fine. I feel like I can do everything I need to do, and and yeah, I'm actually looking forward to getting some uh, Danny beers pretty soon. I'm like so excited about this for some reason. Like, they look, they're good looking skates. Here and shit, yeah. He's kind of my favorite. Um, uh, new school gold litter right now. 
I'm sure. Just having fun, man. And it kind of like that's that's the way I think when I skate. Like in a sense, not that I can do his tricks, you know, and not that yeah. and, you know, a little bit jealous of like how fucking ripped the dude is, you know. Kind of, uh, <laughs> and but he just he always looks like he's just fucking like fucking off and still doing dope shit. So that's kind of like my mentality in my head. So I feel like that's like tight, you know. That is tight. Shout yeah. out Danny Beer. You yeah. two have that in common because you both always skate with smiles on your faces. I like I always picture yeah. you being happy, Danny. Always same way. Like, why would you want to be pissed? If you're pissed, don't fucking do it. <laughs> <laughs> don't waste your time. That's funny because that's what... Uh, Angsty youth, you know? Right? <laughs> yeah, you unintentionally asked her a question. Romeo Stochi says, uh, who is your favorite current skater? But I guess the answer to that is Danny Beer. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, well, gosh, I have like a handful of favorite skaters, you know? It's like kind of hard to... I mean, so who else, who else do you I see nowadays? Alex Roscoe. I think he's amazing. Just can't handle it every time he skates no one lands better than alex roscoe nobody there's nobody that lands a trick better i can watch a whole section of him just like jumping off a curb and landing and just be like placed it <laughs> like he just goes dunk and his feet just go and i'm like oh, how does he do that on every fucking trick he'll spin technical grind and then think mm-hmm. right away there's like what the hell like it's amazing to me it's just so cool He's That's a perfectionist. A he really does land really well mm-hmm. right like who lands better than him but then everything before it's like mind blowing. You know? yeah. <laughs> it's like, what the hell? I don't know. I can't handle it. That's a lot. Yeah, that's a good one. Awesome. <laughs> um, Kofi Christie asked, um, what's this is a good one? What's your favorite book? Oh man, okay. It's The Art of Learning by Josh Waitskin. It's Oh yes, he was the uh Tai Chi guy yes, who was like the chess master. Player, yeah. Amazing, dude. Like searching this- for Bobby Fisher was about him, right? right. Correct. yeah good yeah that book was dope it's a, i listen i don't never actually if you want i don't read because i don't know why but i listen to audiobooks a bunch um and he i've listened to his book like four times now five times and i just like every time i'm like not feeling inspired or i want to learn something better or something like listen to it he just breaks everything down he has ways of learning especially physical things too you know but he's a really intelligent guy like it's just the just the ideas that and then he talks about like a lot of it is like how he learned it and so you learn a lot about his life and talk about an amazing person. It's like unreal, like stuff that he's done, you know? Yeah. It's cool. That's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, got a few more questions here. Um, let's see. This is a pretty straightforward one. What's your favorite skate video of all time? Skate video? I go yeah. Ronnie. Oh, I go one. Ronnie. Sorry about that. Go Ronnie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my favorite skate video. Hmm. Oh man, I don't know. That's a good question. Um, do I have a section in it, or is it just any video? <laughs> Didn't specify. I guess no. You can have a section right. in it. Well, I really since I we'll go with one that I had a section in because <laughs> just to like you know, um, I ran Negretti's Noir video was like kind of one of my favorite videos. Like just even even though, even if I didn't have a section in it, but just to be actually be part of that video was pretty awesome. That that kind of time in skating for me was it was pretty cool. Uh, living a day pain again and just filming that with you know I got to skate with Happy a lot and that's when I became like really well I became really good friends with Happy when he was filming uh, his his VG section but um, yeah I got to bond with him and bond with Negretti and stuff for doing those times and it was rad that's really that's cool really good video is that your favorite section of yourself then you know I feel like it's it's it is it's kind of one of the ones that like if I want to go and like watch a section I'll look it up on YouTube every once in a while I'm just like oh shit it's kind of cool um yeah so yeah that's a good one um 
Jonathan Martin says, one thing you wished you did regarding skating, be it a trick, a sponsor that you had never done. Uh, you know, um, I, the only thing I wish I, 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 I did with skating that I never did was, like I said, when I was just a little more aware of what was going on and, and like the failure of my brands that I was a part of was majority of like my fault at the time. I couldn't see that. And I was had, it was always like, I didn't put enough work into a lot of these things. I just wanted to skate. And that was kind of the problem. And we would want to want to skate and, you know, probably play video games instead of working on these things, you know, cause you're young and you're just like, Oh, I just want to do this and this. And I, I wish that I was, uh, a little more attentive to it at one point in time to where like I tried to stay in the industry a little bit longer because there was still opportunity there. You just had to look for it the right way. I mean, look at John, he's been in the industry the whole time and he's still going and he's, you know, he, he made it, he made it like his life. And that, there's a handful of times where I kind of look back, like I kind of wish I'd, you know, at least thought about it a little bit better. But yeah, when it comes to like tricks and stuff, I, I don't know. I wish I just did bigger shit when I was younger because you just kind of like, you heal quicker. <laughs> it wasn't as bad, you know, it was like, yeah, there's like a handful, there's a handful of things where I'm like, like there's a, like this rail, there's this ledge, I mean, sorry, there's this roof and about seven feet and then a, a rail that goes down and I see it, like I drive out all the time and I'm like, in my head, I know I could do this like today, but it's something I would have done, you know, like in the past. Well, there and you so, go. That's, that's your ender for your 40 plus. Actually. I know, right? If I did that, I like, I would be pretty pro, you know. <laughs> <laughs> then you have to get pretty sponsored. Yeah, maybe maybe I, John will pretty, sponsor you. Yeah, maybe I can get in, you know, on the team finally. I'm like always, always like hanging around the shop now. Like, <laughs> you're like you the, are you throwing these old barons away? You know, like stuff like that. You're like the, the Grom at the shop now hanging out like at the counter with John, like yeah. watching him put skates together and shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so fucking funny. But speaking of like you doing big tricks and shit, um, Harith Hassan asks, he says, in Battle My Crew 2, the intro, what was it like doing that line ending with the gap to soul? That ledge got infamous because of you. Were you actually the first person to hit that gap to ledge? Man, which one is it? Um, intro to Battle My Crew. So you do like a, a line, little ledges, and then it's a gap to down ledge on the right side. Later on, Brandon Campbell did like gap Savannah, gap back fast slide on it. Um, Happy did gap full true Mizu in like a four by four video or something. You don't remember? Yeah. Damn. I don't know how to explain this. I don't know the spot. Billy, do you know the name of that spot by any chance? Who knows the name of that spot? I don't even know if the name would help. I have to see it probably. Uh, you don't remember the intro? It was, it's hard to remember those specifics. From it's literally the, the first trick in VG15 because um, it's the B drops when you like hit the down ledge. You do like a couple of ledge regular tricks and you just charging and then you do gap to soul on the right side. I, I don't know how to explain it. You, you're going to see it and be like, oh. <laughs> I, think, I think it's the one that um, like B cam ended up like you know, yeah. Savannah back fast slide. Oh, okay. I got you. I know it is. It's in yeah. uh, high school. Yeah. Um, yeah. I got the kind grind of that ledge too. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. You yeah. did. Yeah. Yep. Were you the first one to hit that? Uh, I'll just say, yeah. I'll just, you just say, yeah, you got that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's a good chance. I feel like someone might've done something on it before I did. I, I want to say that like maybe Ian McLeod, cause that's his area. It was in San Clemente. So maybe something like that. I don't know if I'm the first person, but yeah, it's funny. I actually Googled about my crew intro. <laughs> so you can see it. <laughs> yeah. do, do you, uh, I know what it is now. I know what you're talking about. Sorry. It took me a second, but yeah. yeah, yeah. I, what was the question? I don't know. He, he just said, um, what did it, what was it like? Um, I don't know. What was it? What was it like doing that line? I guess cause the ledge got infamous uh -oh. because of you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Good. I mean, it's fun. Like that, 
that kind of stuff that was like my that's like my bread and butter those kind of things yeah i love i love to do those kind of like gap the ledges or big lead things like that you know so yeah i just i, I feel like i could do something like that again even now <laughs> like, yo you, you're talking like you're like, ready to go something like uh, just because it's just been so fun skating lately but then sometimes you gotta like you gotta understand like oh like i barely hit my wrist and i'm like two days later putting tape on it like oh god <laughs> so, you know we like, gotta yeah. protect we gotta protect the table tennis hand and the real as hand as long as the uh, right wrist is good we're good like you yeah <laughs> You, um, you, you get you get in shape and everything and you, you feel good skating but like the pain tolerance is something that you have to get used to again yeah yeah it's a little bit different than like working out because you get that that kind of physical workout but after you skate a couple times that goes away too i was trying to tell rainier if he's still watching because he asked the question he was like i skated the other day so much pain i'm like it, it goes away just keep doing you know it's you just you're just using muscles you haven't used in a long time yeah it's gonna get through that a little bit you, right? when you work out you got people like beat you up so you get the pain tolerance and you get the endurance <laughs> well, together. Rainier's gnarly. He's like a Muay Thai fighter or something. I don't even know if I said that. Uh, right. Jiu-jitsu. Jiu-jitsu, yeah. He, fucking, yeah. He, he has pain tolerance, but it's just, it works different muscles, dude. It's just stuff you don't, the impact in your back that you're not used to when you land stuff. Like jump, be old and jump off of like seven stairs and you're like not walking for a couple of days. <laughs> you're just like, why? Yeah. Why is that so crazy? You know? Um, this yeah, actually, so many questions. Based on, you were talking about, uh, you know, Danny being so fun and one of your favorite skaters. Matthew Rice said, who decided on the Spice Girls track for this section in you know, a day of the rope? Right. So I, I used to always like, I actually, I, they were trying to put some like song I didn't even like. And I was like, no, dude, like, I don't want this song. Like, I was like, what do you want? Well, the Spice Girls on there. And like, okay, they were poppy. Like, they were catchy. You, you got to admit that you kind of like kind of like song a little bit it's, but, a uh, anyway, it's just one of those like guilty pleasures but it was always kind of funny that i would like skate to these things and i always just thought that the reaction from everyone was more funny than the song that i was skating to so i'd always put these like songs on i remember like for one season of the asa i put uh wham that song uh, you put the boom boom into my heart yeah you know, so okay, yeah 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 okay. um yeah i like i would do that and people like oh that's funny and i was like god oh, I just like the laugh factor. I didn't care. And I just always, always wanted to have fun skating because to me, that's all it was. If you weren't like having fun, then like I said, I really like why bother, you know? So, yeah. It, and it's like, it's funny because people talk about the song more than they talk about the, the section, you know? They always like laugh like, yeah, Spice Girls, you know? Like, all right, that's, cool. Yeah, it's part of what made that section so memorable too, was the song. Okay. Stands out so much. Uh, we just got another super chat from uh, James Lee. Thank you, James Lee. Um, he just asked, what skate park are you and John skating on Instagram? Oh, it's a skate park. It's Tustin. They, they put a little park, like a little city park in Tustin, California. Uh, yeah. Looks really good. It's cool. It's actually pretty fun. That's why I've, I've been going back so many times because I always feel like I'm like, oh, I have something else I could try or something, you know, or, mm -hmm. uh, and it doesn't really seem to get too boring. And then every once in a while, you're like, oh, I haven't even skated this this like part of the, of the of the skate park yet you know so then you go and skate there but we're we're gonna venture out to some new parks probably pretty soon because yeah i don't know it's just fun to do definitely we are do you have do you have a question lined up i'm going through uh yeah, yeah i guess so um uh we have i just had one i just scrolled past it um samuel tetley estes says okay um, Randy, how did you and Maddie develop your low profile style height? Perhaps I adopted and still skate low and clean and my ankles hate me. Best style. Paz knows. Okay. 
<laughs> uh, I, I don't know. Maybe because it's like, you know, the lower center of gravity probably helps you, you know, stand your feet a little bit better. But I think it's just, it comes naturally on your body, your body height and size, like pretty small dude. I'm five, seven. So it's like, I couldn't have a tall guy style. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For people like who, uh, I could speak for myself, at least people who grow up skating super young, they have that little person style mm -hmm. and it just sticks with them when they age and grow. You know, that style just sticks with you the whole time. Right. Right. Makes sense, right? It was actually, I remember there was a, there was a, uh, like a point in my life where I kind of actually went through like a, a growth spurt, right? And I remember being like feeling kind of awkward, like skating for a little while. Like, cause I was, I was short, dude. In high school, I was, I was like under five foot. When I got into high school in, in freshman year, I was like 4'10. Like, I was tiny. And then, like, uh, I remember being like 5'1, you know, and all of a sudden I felt like overnight I was 5'6, five, 5'7, five, you know? which is like a big difference, I guess. And I remember the yeah. period of like skating. I think it's when I first got like rollerblade. I was like taller and I was like, oh, I feel kind of like dorky. <laughs> I don't know, like just like can't really move my body correctly, you know, and then that kind of went away. But yeah. Huh. Interesting. Interesting. That's a yeah. big, that is a big growth spurt. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tally Sean asks, I'm actually curious about this too. What was your worst fall? Man, that's it's funny when people are always like interested in this stuff it's like you don't want to talk about injuries they're so scary dude but i i feel like i i can't even talk about it now because i'm just gonna jinx myself but i feel like i got away unscathed from rollerblading you know like um i the, my worst thing i i was at an asa one time and there was uh we were we were in virginia and um it just started to rain just a little bit like a light sprinkle but we we're still on the course and you can kind of still skate and i was trying to do this thing where you go up this quarter pipe and then there was a metal edge and then it had that remember i don't know if remember it was the first part of the transition then it went flat and then it was a bank so it was yeah all, yeah right? mm -hmm. but there yep. was also a rail on the first part so you could yeah. come up you could grind the rail and land in the bank right yeah so i was going from this this uh you know quarter pipe transfer this grind and then i was dropping into the bank or into the transition and then using the flat part to launch over the bank by 40 land on the flat ground yeah so when i go backside drop in i went to go spin and right when I did that, my foot slipped and my shin hit the rail and it basically blasted me. Like I was like five feet in the air, like sideways. And I just fell into the ground and you know, you kind of shake it off. Like, Oh, what the hell happened? And you, I tried to uh, skate away and I like, skated like once, twice. And on like the third push, my left leg just gave out on me. And I was like, Oh, what the fuck? So I pull up my pants and I remember that John Julio and Eric Schreiner right there. And I pull up my pants, like my pant leg and my leg had a gash like, like so big, like that big in it, like it was gross. Like you could see Throw the bone. The rock. Yeah. <laughs> Rockefeller uh, records. Sorry. <laughs> this is blue big, right? Um, uh, so, oh, is that it? Dang, come on yeah, that's it. Um, yeah, so I had this big old gash and I wasn't like, I looked at it, I was like, oh, that's kind of fucked up. But Eric Shrine and John Julio's face made me more scared. They were like, <gasps> and like, they were, I was like, whoa, I'm like, what? So I started panicking because of them and then, and you look and it's not bleeding and then all of a sudden blood just like gushing out of my leg and it's like oh my god next thing i'm sitting in the back of an ambulance and i'm like i don't want to ride an ambulance just drive me to the, fucking, the hospital and then like the roll by team manager just drove me in the bread truck van to the hospital <laughs> and i got like stitches a bunch of stitches inside and out so that's pretty much about the worst probably one of the worst things that's, that's pretty, pretty good. bad but that's good that you uh were able to avoid a lot i know not only right Okay. Yeah, knock on wood. Sorry, no, 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 no jinx. I don't like want to talk about it because I'm just like, go ahead and skate. Yeah, you don't want to jinx and it. And now I don't heal. You know, it's like 
I've had this one scab on my left leg for two weeks now. And you're like, why? <laughs> 15, you're like, it would be gone overnight. You're like, yeah, oh, right. overnight. The next morning, you're like, oh, okay, that's normal. <laughs> Um, we got a super chat from Butter TV, and he said, uh, shout out Butter TV. When Joe Navron said you had too many frontside Farfanugans <laughs> in Elements 2, uh, did you hit him back with another one anyway? Yeah, he, it was just like, I was like, well, I'm sorry, dude. I like, really like that trick, so what do you want me to do? <laughs> like, he just thought it was funny. He was trying to make fun of me. But, do you have a favorite yeah. Farf that you've done? Ooh, a favorite one? Oh, I think it might be in the Nora one where it's around that curve ledge. Oh yeah, that one yeah. was a monstrosity. Yeah, you, you had like, yeah. Before that, you even had a good front farf in like the the swindler style skates, and that's like not a a far from you can skate at all. Yeah, I don't think I rode those too that much. Yeah, I think the swindlers were the ones that your pro model was based, like that boot, the dark boot, I guess, like that. Uh-huh. Like that was a swindler, I guess. I don't know. Oh, okay. I don't know. I don't know which came first, but the chicken or the egg. But um, same oh. boot, same boot. Um, th- this is a good question. I uh, like um from the technique asks Randy if you could pick pro blader or pro fisher, which would it be if both paid the same? Well, it depends at what age, you know. Like now, I'd say fisherman because it's, <laughs> it doesn't hurt my body as much, you know. It's like, uh, and I get to go to some pretty cool places too, you know, for fishing because that's actually another pretty rad thing. You get to see some, you know rad bodies of water and stuff and that's just beautiful man like sunrise sunsets and all that oh, i don't know it's like where's really the coolest cool. place you've gone for fishing uh dude i got to go to um i've been to australia for fishing i got to go and i i was as a, i was the second cameraman i was the underwater cameraman for uh inside sport fishing it's a tv show that was on fox news uh, fox news on fox or <laughs> 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 fox something i don't know on that show a while back but i got to go there and i got to fish um the great barrier reef and catch uh gts which are giant trevallis i believe yeah um and there's a big old fish that like uh they eat lures that are on the surface and once you hook one you have to take the boat and put it in reverse and you have to pull them off of the reef because it's like so jagged and crazy that if your line hits it'll just like snap you know and they pull like really hard so you got to get them in open water as like fast as you can so that's probably one of the coolest places I gotta go. But I got to go to Alaska too, and that was pretty awesome. Wait, you were an underwater cameraman? Yeah, basically I just jumped in the water with a GoPro. But you know, oh, okay. Before, <laughs> I said it, but I was the one that had to go underwater. And dude, uh, I it's jumped gnarly in, in Australia. And Great yeah, Reef too. The first spot they wanted me to jump into too were like, okay, so the Great Barrier Reef will um, the tides swing pretty big, so the the reef could be like a couple feet underwater or it could be sticking out of the water or you know um and we we're in this spot where like about 20 feet away from the boat the reef is about two feet underwater but we're about 20 feet from the reef and we're in 80 feet of water so you can imagine it's just like a big cliff right mm-hmm. and one of these uh trevally were swimming next to the boat and they're like they're like jump in jump in the water right now and get footage of this you know fish just free swimming right here which is a cool clip for sure but yeah. i'm thinking holy shit, if there was a great white anywhere, it would be right here because this ledge, this 80 foot drop off is the perfect spot for one of those things to like breach, you know, like, cause yeah. it's all about, it's like, if you see a great white in the water, you're most likely okay. It's the ones you don't see, the ones you're worried about, you know, yeah. the way they, the way they predate too, they come from deep and they go straight up, you know? So I'm like, all right, I'll just be sitting in 80 feet of water in this big cliff, you know, like, I don't know. And sketchy. you're in Australia too, where yeah, like, Australia, right? oh, fuck that. And the reef where we were, where we were at is 90 miles offshore. So anything happened to get Oof. back. It's pretty, 
pretty intense. Yeah. Not, not too many things like scare me too much in life, but big open bodies of water. I do not fuck with that. I would not be able to do that. I just play it like, you know, statistically you're probably okay. So hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh. Um, we'll do a couple, maybe two or three more questions. Yeah. There's um, so many like people, I, I haven't even gotten yeah. past, I don't know how far you've gone. I, ha I still have like a bunch more scrolls that I haven't even looked at. You have a question? Yeah. Um, Joe Narura, uh, I hope that's how you say it. What is one of your favorite albums of all time or a couple of, of albums that you can always play front to back? It's a good question. Mm -hmm. It's a couple of albums, man. I kind of like more recently, well, not more recently, but like, uh, uh yeah, more recently. Cause it's very recent. I was, I was all over post Malone for some reason. <laughs> it's just like, I listened to, um, uh, like a couple of his albums, like a lot more recently. Uh, I'm looking, I'm trying to look at my Spotify right now to see what I've been listening to more. <laughs> I'm all over it. Yeah, I'm kind of all over the place when it comes to like full albums. I feel like these days too, more more people aren't like full albums. It's just like a couple of tracks, you know, that you kind of fall in love with and it's like not the full album. But back in the day, like I couldn't you couldn't get enough of like, you know, Biggie and 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 Tupac and stuff. Like you couldn't you still can listen to that all, you know, the front and back. That's like still a front to back, you know, album for sure. Yeah, forever. Um, all of them. <laughs> it's like yeah. So yeah. mostly. Oh. <laughs> uh, we have another super chat from Sean Michelson. He says a bunch of girls were flipping through my mags after school my freshman year. They all had a huge crush on Randy. I lied and said he was my cousin to impress them. Said, Thanks for being my wingman, cuz. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've heard that a handful of times actually. So it's worked a lot for a lot of guys. That's a good clever move, I guess. Damn, you are a worldwide wingman. <laughs> worldwide wingman. <laughs> <laughs> that's good it's my cousin <laughs> yeah um, i had a I'm bunch sorry? of like i was just saying like i had random friends that like uh actually the guy that that my like that's been helping me set up my, my fishing brand because i had a partner and i bought him out and i turned it into an llc because uh, it was a partnership and this kid uh grew up with my brother when he was younger and and um he would go and we look nothing like he's like this this tall you know uh, and he would go into Van Skate Park, like, yeah, I'm Randy Spicer. And they would just like let him in. <laughs> like, Sick. How did you do that? <laughs> so funny. Anyways, but yeah, sorry. That's tight. Sorry. Um, Franco Sorella says, do you still talk to Louis? Uh, I haven't spoken to Louis in a little bit. Uh, yeah. Louis's been doing some stuff. I don't know what he's been up to. <laughs> it's like really not my place. But um, yeah, I haven't heard from Louis in a while. Yeah, he's been. Kind of off the radar a little bit. Hopefully we could reconnect somehow. Yeah. He, he hit us up about coming on the show too. Maybe, we, yeah, hopefully we can get him on soon. I don't know what he's been up to recently, but yeah. um, I, I'm going to ask this question in a general sense because I've noticed a few people ask this in different ways, but people want to know what your favorite skates were. Mm, like back in the day? Um, yeah, man, I, I, the Thrones, I really like the Thrones. I felt like my some of my better skating, like the way I looked skating looked the best in the Thrones, maybe. Classic or UFS? Classic had the tumor. Classic. Yeah. Yeah, with the big, like, block on it. I really like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's fun. The back, the, the back sole plate kind of thing. Mm -hmm. that, then, that, yeah, then, the, then the UFS one was pretty fresh, too. Yeah, probably UFS, actually. It was one of those white skates. I feel like it was kind of cool. <laughs> oh, yeah, I bet you, yeah. I remember you skating those a lot, the white UFS Thrones with, like, the black sole plates. Yeah, yeah. 
We, we've had some heavy hitters in the chat, by the way. There's like Scott Crawford's in here. We had Arlo oh, yeah. Eisenberg. Brian Shimo was watching before. Yeah. I don't know if he still is, but yeah, you, you brought your milkshake brings all the boys to the yard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is a good question. I'm curious about this myself. Uh, Patrick Barrett asks, the best fighting fish, or I guess that would be like the toughest uh, fish to, to, that yeah, puts up the best fight. Yeah, well, personally for me, it's probably not like the best fighting fish in the world, but locally on like our coast, um, I fish calico bass a lot. I'm just like a bass dork. Because it, it's fun because you use artificial lures, you know? And you can, you can catch them on live bait, but to me it's like cheating. It's like, oh yeah, you, obviously if you feed something that they, what they actually eat, they're just going to eat it, right? But we, yeah. like I make these like lures that look like, I don't even know if they actually look like fish, but they're like little swim baits and stuff, you know? And they're just like, they'll be sitting in the water and they're all doo doo and then we get these fish to come up and eat them and stuff. And these ones, these ones fish uh, like under the, just, just a little under the surface of the water. So when you're standing up on your boat, looking down at them, you can see that you can see them eat it. And sometimes these fish come so aggressively that they like pop out of the water and stuff. And it, it, may, it makes, it makes it really like exciting. And, uh, and you're, you're catching fish if you jump around and little girls going, Oh my God. Like you see them, they'll come like 20 or 30 at a time sometimes all trying to get the lure and if one misses it they'll be like ping pong pun intended ping pong the thing back and forth like this trying to get the lure and then like when you find the hook one it's like it's just it's, it's exciting you know but uh like one of the really good fighting fish on our coast too is like yellowtail it's like kind of fun they pull really hard and they like take off and they eat the the jigs too the lures so yeah mostly bass though i'm a bass dork it's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I like that how you think that uh using bait is cheating. I yeah, mean live like, bait. Right? You're just gonna I don't know. It's just like okay, here, this is what you really eat. Of course I'm gonna catch it's you. No sport in it, huh? Right? I don't know. That's like one of our logos says like no bait since ninety eight. Because that we I bought the brand from someone that um that started the brand and they like during the uh recession in two thousand eight, he just closed up shop and then kind of left it in in a in a garage not a garage in like a storage unit for like eight years and then i heard that the grapevine was for sale so we bought it and brought it back but yeah got my point <laughs> <laughs> oh um, yeah my hat says no bait since uh, like our, one of our logos is like no bait since 98 because that's when the guy started it was 98 so um yeah we're just kind of anti-bait you know like use lures don't use bait you know those those like the equivalent to like core skaters who are like nah no skate parks fuck that we're skating the streets only right. Right, right. <laughs> but what they don't understand is like, you know, it's good to be well-balanced. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Um, there's something that I want to ask you too, that just popped into my head because you obviously, like you said before, you live down the block around the quarter from the Blading Cup every year, which is uh -huh. a huge event and has probably the biggest like veterans OG turnout out of any event uh -huh. ever, especially last year with everyone who, who showed up. Um, how is it, how does it make you feel? Cause I know a lot of people, post how excited they are to meet people like you, Arlo Eisenberg, John Julio for the first time, people who they've looked up to for 20 something years and they finally get a chance to go to this contest, meet you guys and uh, see you guys skate, which is fucking amazing. Cause you guys all compete like it's 1998-ness, you know? Um, yeah. how, do, how does it feel for you to like meet all these people? And like, cause you're probably not used to that. Like you were back when you were 15 years old, you know, it was a different story. Mm -hmm. And like you go now, you go around the block in your own neighborhood and all these people are like, oh shit, it's Roadhouse, like whatever. Like, how does that make you feel? Like, what is that, what is that experience like now compared to how it used to be when you were younger? Well, I, I'm always just like stoked if people are stoked. You know, like they, I like to share that, you know, like, uh, uh, but now when people come up to me sometimes, I, it's funny when, if it's like a younger kid, you know, I'm like, what, 
like you weren't even born when I was skating or something. Yeah, that makes sense. Some of your old videos and stuff. I'm like, oh, that's fucking rad. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, so yeah, like I said, if, if they're stoked, I'm stoked, you know, and that's kind of fun. And I don't, it's, even when I was like younger, you don't really like, you don't really know how, I'm a pretty, ultimately like, I won't believe this, but I'm pretty shy when it comes down to it. Like I don't, I don't, I'm not like the first person to start talking in like a crowd, but as soon as I get comfortable, then I'm, I, you know, open up and I get all crazy and stuff. So, um, <laughs> yeah. So when people go up to me, I'm always like, Oh dude, hell yeah. That's cool. Like, like I'm stoked that you're stoked and I just appreciate the support, you know, and I just, I don't know, I'm very grateful for it. You know? Have you been like signing autographs and shit? <laughs> Every once in a while, I'm like, Oh, you want my autograph? Like then I'm like, Oh, it made sense. You know, I'm like a pro roller. Yeah, that's cool. You know, but now I'm like, yeah, I'm like a has-been. You really want this? Here you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, 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 that's cool because, uh, like, like I said, like Blading Cup is unlike any other event in that sense, because not only do people get to meet you guys and see you guys, but they get to see you guys skate and skate with you guys, which is amazing. Yeah. Like last year, Mike Budnick, you, uh, Feinberg, you know, all these people, Arlo skates, John skates. So it's so cool for people to see that. And, um, I know I've heard people say that, so I can only imagine what people say to you, like hearing like four year old guys come up to you and they're like, yo, it's a pleasure <laughs> to meet you. You know, it's like a different thing than it was 25 years ago. Yeah, no, yeah, it's cool. I think even Instagram kind of like opens that door a little bit too now, you know, because you can you can DM anybody, you know. <laughs> You're like, mm-hmm. what's up? So every once in a while, people will reach out, you know. And I'm like, fuck yeah, dude, thanks, dude. Like you helped me out when I was younger. Like I appreciate the support, you know. Mm-hmm. So, That's awesome. That's a good question, Austin. Uh, thank you. Good answer. Um, <laughs> so I guess we have a bunch of questions, but we'll probably do one more. Yeah, our one. last one. Yeah, I think so. Or right. we can do two more. Set it off. Okay, this this is a good last one, I think. And Randy, thanks again for joining us, staying with us. Yeah, it's been enlightening. It's been fun. Oh, right. Um, I like this question. It's rolling with Rory. It's a tongue twister. <laughs> what do you see for the future of rollerblading? Oh, interesting. Um, I mean, it's kind of hard to like say what I see for the future of it since I'm like. I'm like on the, like not even in the industry or knowing what's up, but uh, speaking to John and stuff, it's, it sounds like the future is pretty bright, you know? And uh, uh, I like to hear his, like, I've been talking a lot like business stuff with him because I can relate some of these things to my fishing brand and stuff. And um, it sounds like it's in a good, it's in a good place, you know? And I, I always explain little things to people like, you know, it got really big. We kind of like lost our mainstream media. Like, you know, when we got like basically when I kicked out of X games for the most part, it kind of helped, it kind of like stunted the growth of the, you know, the industry and, you know, and it went down to a certain spot, but all, one thing that was cool is like all the core people stayed, you know, and then like all the shitty companies that were trying to just make money off rolling all dissipated for the most part, you know, and then you have these people that are like really into the industry continuously making it grow, whether it was growing like crazy or not, you know, it was, it was always like on a constant small growth, you know, and then now you got, you know, like John to his point where he's, his own brand and he's, you know, doing it all by himself. And so to me, it's like the future's bright in that sense. Like he is a skater owned 100% company doing it all himself, you know, and pretty fucking awesome. If you ask me, I don't know. Totally. <laughs> well, that was an awesome answer. <laughs> Did you have a good time? Oh, on this? Yeah, it was awesome. It was fun. I got to relive some, uh, you know, some old memories and stuff and it's like i can't even believe they're still in there like <laughs> it's like wow okay, okay, i remember that stuff because you can kind of like visualize some of these things that happen you know and then even like with rainier popping in like that was my homie dude we skated like all the time you know back in the day like um, me him and ashby were like our little crew you know back then yeah. and uh, 
yeah, that's no, fun. It's fun to relive some of those, you know, old memories. And like, like I said, like watching some old sections every once in a while is like, it's like you kind of get to relive those tricks again. You know, I kind of secretly like to watch myself skate, you know, cause it's like, it's like I did the trick again and because I know how it felt so I can relate to it again. You know, so sometimes like, well, recently because I've been posting these things, there's like, you know, a few thousand views on some of them. I'm pretty sure I'm a couple hundred of them. Cause I'm like, Oh, this is cool. I'm doing tricks. <laughs> And when you do the trick, it feels so good. And you land it, you know, you know, you grind and you slide. It's like, oh, this is nice. Like, fire. Yeah. It's, it's like a drug. You just want it again. You know, it's mm -hmm. like you get a little taste of it and you're like, how do I get more of it? You know how you get more of it? You do it again. You know how else you get a little bit more of it? Watch the trick, <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's it. So, yeah, it's fun. And that's pretty much what I feel like this podcast did for me. It kind of got me to like, you know, think about skating a lot more again. And I've been pretty hyped on it lately. So it's probably just going to perpetuate a little bit more into more skating for me the, the way that we were talking about this that we started off this podcast i felt like after we're done after we click sign off on this you're gonna like go and do like a hammer somewhere or something like that. <laughs> it feels like it i actually have to go and start getting ready i'm gonna go uh sleep on the island in catalina tomorrow night and the next night and fish for like three days i took a couple of days off of work i was actually supposed to be in mexico today but yeah, that trip got canceled so just doing a little makeshift trip locally so when you go to Carolina, you take the boat over there, right? Uh-huh. Uh -huh. Oh, yeah. That's tight. Yeah. Let's go fishing. I'll take you. <laughs> so, Dude. That'd be yeah. awesome. I'm, seriously, I'm so down. The problem is, is you're going to get addicted, and then you're going to want to buy a boat, and then <laughs> what happens? <laughs> and, then I, and then I'm going to be out there getting sponsored, you know, just out there. No, I'm just kidding. Probably won't happen. <laughs> Billy's going to make a sponsor me fishing tape, and Randy's going right, to sponsor, exactly. me, uh, sponsor me uh, skate tape. <laughs> You muted yourself, Randy. Sorry. Yeah, there was a lot of noise going upstairs. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, yeah, but Randy, you're the man. Fucking thank you for coming on. Yeah, Is there anything it. that you want to say to all the viewers out there before we sign off? Words of wisdom. Oh. Oh, I feel like I said it. It's just like if you're not having fun doing what you're doing, then change it, dude, and go have fun. Life's about that, man. I just, I really think so. It's just about doing the things you like. And it's like getting, like, I want more people to skate again only because it's like the, so that fun that I had then, I'm, I'm having it now. You don't have to go and, and be some crazy, amazing, like, role player. Just go to a skate park and session with your homies, dude. And that shit's just, it's fun. It's like, and I find that in fishing and I find that in table tennis. There's more ways than one to do it, but make sure, like, you, you, you do the thing that, that makes you happy. You know what I mean? It's really important because then you'll, you'll be happy. You'll live younger. You'll feel better about life. And it's, and even with all this, like, COVID shit, we're all stuck at home. Go, go for a fucking hike. Be there when the sun comes up, dude, because it's so fucking pretty, dude. Like, be there when the sun goes down. It's even more pretty. You're like, all this, like, there's just so many. That's why I like to be out there on the water, you know? I don't know. I just, I just know that life is, it's important to have fun in life, I think. So, and that's what you I do. You always have the best attitude, man. <laughs> yeah, that was. Dude, man, it's all, you, it's all in your head. It's all in your head. I mean, there is shit that's going to make you bummed. That doesn't mean that I don't get bummed or depressed and stuff, you know? But, it, it's there is i really believe i think optimistically you know and i think it's a choice to think that way sometimes you know at first i thought it was just like oh it's natural but then i really think about it a lot now and then you, you 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 can make that choice to be optimistic i think yeah life sucks yeah life's hard it, and then shit fucking does hit the fan but there's always there's always something to look forward to in life i think i love that i don't think there's a better way to end it that was Randy? great Thank you very much. That was incredible. And I hope we could skate on Tuesday. All right, let's go. Damn, yes. jealous. <laughs> Peace, brother. Thank All you right, so much. Cool. Thank you, everybody, for watching. Thank you for the super chats.
We'll see you guys in the next one. Peace. Much love.